to the Bottled Soccer Talk program, uh, Bottled Soccer Talk Radio Hour, I don't know, podcast. And this is episode 104, and it's me, Nestor, and that's Henry, and two guys, two mics, two pints, fooled y'all with the low energy, but um, what? Uh, <laughs> where do we start, man? Because uh, quite a few things have happened, and we're in week three of the Prem, which is our focus in... It, like we always say, um, I guess the big news is Casemiro going to United, right? Yeah, we yeah. kind of touched on it last time, but it, it seemed more like a. Uh, it wasn't official. Yeah, it seemed like a fantasy, and now it feels like it was like, oh well, that was going to happen all along anyway. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I couldn't say that with any certainty, and um, I don't know about you, but it it it, it is kind of in line with the way that um, that United have been operating. Right. Let's spend a ton of money on an established name. Granted, I I feel that Casemiro automatically makes United better. Um, what that means for United and and really what that means in general, I don't know. But he's been plugging up a hole that they've had for years now. It seems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think theoretically he's a good player for them, but we won't know until he participates in the practices and the games and. You know what his role will be. Will it be the same as as what it was in Madrid? It's you know it's a different system, different league. Uh, so there's a lot of questions there for sure. Well, yeah, he's known for being like one third of that infamous Bermuda Triangle with Cross and Modric. Right. Um, United don't have anyone in that level really. What would that sort of kind of um, I don't know uh, legacy and all that shit. Right, right. I guess the closest you can get is Bruno right now, who hasn't really been at that level for a good while. Yeah, yeah. At, at and, the and top level. He's like a you know, different type of player uh, as far as like, you know, goal scoring and attacking prowess. But when you look at the DM market, there's not many better than Casemiro yeah. and his CV. So, I mean, it could only mean great things, but we mm-hmm. have to see it in practice because so many times we've seen great players arrive to United and, you know. And sometimes even start off hot. You, you know, the, the most infamous one, uh, did we talk about this last week, was uh, Di Maria. Yeah. Start off great, and then that kind of wore off, you know, and turned out to be a pretty big disaster. Um, but I don't know. It's As a Madrid fan, it sucks because Casemiro is like one of those favorites where, yeah, he's not going to do like the crazy thing, like outside the boot passes. Obviously, he's not. You know, dazzling like Vinicius, he's not finishing and doing all these things like Ben's, but but he's a he's like a pretty like a pretty fundamental part of that of that core on how that group operates. So so as I don't know, I've seen him play for the last I don't know damn near ten years, if not around there anyway. Kind of it sucks to see him leave, and and it felt. They they try to spin it like, well, yeah, I knew my time was gone. No, I, I don't think anyone really saw it. It had to be a stupid deal in order for him to go, and and no one really saw that coming up until about a week ago. You know? Yeah, and the, the money was too tempting, I think, for both yeah, club for, and players. Yeah, exactly. It, it makes sense for everybody, so you can't really get mad in any situation. When you say Casemiro is like, chasing the money, yeah, no shit. No, yeah, but yeah. It, but it's not like going to China. It's not like going to China five, six years ago, right? No, no. Uh, but, you know, it's funny because there's quotes like, 
of him saying uh, it's not about the money, but it is, it is. It has to be a factor for sure. Yeah. There's no reason why you'd go to a, a project team, <laughs> you know, unless the money was right. And I think at his age, it just it makes sense. Um, and you know, also Madrid have players that are capable of adopting what position he used to play. However, in a different manner, possibly. But the biggest thing that's striking about Casemiro is his work ethic and his selflessness. Because, like you said, he's not going to get the plaudits. He's not going to get the adverts, the, you know, the primetime poster boy positions. But, God damn it, he's available. He does his job. And mm-hmm. he's a shithouser, too. You know, we, like, there's plenty of games where he, his main job was to target the opposition's best player and just kind of jockey him for a whole match. And those are the things that don't necessarily make the headlines. But... It's needed in a team uh, that wants to be successful. Yeah, and and like a, a league that fancies itself as being very physical. Yeah, right? I mean he's gonna slot right in, right? I think you, I, you imagine. Yeah. I, I would imagine, or I, my comparison in in the best case scenario for him, he can be like a Fernandinho type of role player, where he can lie deep, be a bit of an asshole, tactical fouls, all that, and still advance the ball. You know, it's just also had like that veteran leadership where you just have more comfort knowing that he's there. And also there no nonsense. He'll, he'll he'll hold his teammates accountable. Yeah, yeah, and, oh. and he's he's there for his teammates too. But like, he, but his statistically and and it's like a lot of those like kind of um, advanced sort of stats where he actually is like in a very high position. Uh, um, and yeah. like towards moving the ball forward, yeah, carrying the ball, ball progression. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how how he um and he's good for like five six goals a year yeah, you know, yeah. whatever that's worth yeah definitely we'll see so it's it's a good signing and you know even better you know United managed to like really fool a lot of people this weekend with uh, a really good result <laughs> you know so it's like maybe things are on the up now you know, you know like I I was a little too uh, a little too um, generous with my with my uh, scoreline last week but. I mean, I, I felt like it was obvious, you know, that that United were going to beat. Both teams are, I mean, I, and people are really overreacting right now about how Liverpool are. Mm, I'm not so sure I'm sold on them being a shit club this season. No, I don't, think, season. I don't think they're shit, but I don't know if they, ha- they have that, like, consistency, you know, uh, yeah. from a standpoint of well, a, few, a few different aspects, and we'll touch on them when we go over the game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they definitely don't look like the same team of last year. No. And I think the the... the Common denominator is money, but I don't even know if that's it on its own. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's a mixture of things. Because uh, we can't give Luis Diaz all this praise and then all of a sudden say they needed money because they're basically playing in the same position. Yeah, and I think once Jota's back, you know, that's that's a guy that I think is a starter. A big healthy. loss for them has been Thiago because all of a sudden that midfield just looks depleted. Yeah, well, yeah, they lack numbers there. And, I mean, um, you put your starting Milner in a prem like at this point in his career. You know, all all you could say all these things about you know McTominay and, and Fred, but yeah, Milner's you know he takes care of himself and he's you know had a great career. But the guy started playing in, well, just about twenty years ago, man. It's you know those legs just they don't they don't operate the same way that yeah yeah he's, that the younger guys are going to be yeah he's an honest player but at some point yeah you, you gotta refresh not you know? quite a Modric is he no 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 you know he I mean he's just a utility guy and it's he's really valuable but he's not enough to carry a midfield you know but yeah they, they have questions that they have to address and then as for United it's funny you know like 
it, it's the players that maybe we haven't seen show up who start showing up. Rashford had a really good game. Even before the goal, like, the movements he was making, he he just looks like he's in tune, you know, and he's bought into the project, and I'm kind of happy for him because it just kind of goes to show sometimes the system isn't going to allow a player to show his best game, and I think that could be an example right there. Yeah, yeah and um, there are some points about the game that I wanted to get into, um, but I guess we can talk about that in the review. Yeah. Uh, still sticking on to that. They're still trying to sign players. Yeah. They're, like, I think a forward. Um, a winger. A winger. And uh, they're really going to try and throw a ton of money at Anthony yeah. at, at Ajax. I don't know if... And this is uh, this is kind of what's bothering me now. We're, we look at Neymar's transfer as like, like this reference point of when uh, transfer fees became inflated. I think now we're looking at this kind of like medium to high sort of crazy inflation because Anthony Gordon from Everton is getting a ton of attention, ton of hype, and Chelsea, as far as been reported, that they're going for 60 million pounds for him. 60 million pounds for Anthony Gordon, uh, 90 plus for Anthony from Ajax, uh, 80 million for, for Wesley Fofana. Yeah, that uh, was Who else? Much. Fucking Alexander Isak went for 70 million pounds today to Newcastle. Right. Those fees are all way too fucking much for those kind of players. Am I am I crazy in saying that? Yeah, I mean you you're not wrong, but it's just that's that's where football's headed. You know, it's like, I mean that you know a top player that's gonna make an impact costs that you know, and uh, I just feel like once you're proven, it almost warrants that kind of money. And when I mean proven, it's like you know. You're able to be the top guy at your club. Isak, for sure, was the best attacker at Sociedad. As far as goal scoring and even prior at, at Dortmund. So those things go into play. And then as for Anthony Gordon, I, I just feel like it's just the, the tax you pay for, you know. For English. But um, like what I was saying earlier, I think that that for whatever Anthony Gordon has shown, I mean, I guess just this season and the end of the last season. Yeah. I feel like Connor Gallagher was better, and I know he hasn't really done himself any favors like this early part of the season. But you know, there's been a few players where I'm like, these guys are better. You know, Connor Gallagher, like you said, um, who else was it? The like these young uh, English lot, kids, yeah. you know, even Eberiche uh, Ezzy. I think you know, is better. I, I just feel like all these guys are better, but for some reason, like we have to hype up Anthony Gordon. You know, this fucking weird looking eighteen year old, nineteen year old. I don't know how old he is. Yeah. Um, 60 million though it's it's excessive and and I guess this kind of touches on the greater point that you always bring up is that all the money is in the prem which is starting to become a lot more you know evident yeah right? yeah the, the fact that that these guys like you said are top players in in their respective clubs and and it's always happened that way where the top teams always are able to get the top players for the most money but you know, just the overpaying for this kind of thing. Isak, I would never have thought would go for seventy. I'm not. I don't even think Isak is all that good. Be honest with you. Yeah, it's kind of it's uh it's not consistent. You know, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, that he's basically, even though this is a different circumstance, but he's going for what what Haaland's going for essentially. And yeah, it's like, you know, I don't know, I don't know, but really anything below fifty would have been too little as well. I think so. It's in the right area, and if all goes well. You know, I don't know how many strikers there are that are as good as some under 25. 
um, and and the ones that we can mention have gone for similar prices. So I don't know. It's an interesting time, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it, oh, man, and I know that there's other names out there that are you know being um, you know tossed around. It's it's always going to be. You're always going to look at the younger guys and and I guess overvalue them. For some, I feel like Alexander Isak was older than 22. Oh wow! So, yeah, he's yeah really I thought, I thought he was. Uh, I just knew he was for sure under 25. Uh, like I would have guessed he's 23 at least, but now nah, it's pretty, pretty young. But you know, we'll have to see. He had 17 goals last season, um, two seasons ago uh, in La Liga. Six goals last season. League goals. I mean, yeah, yeah. all comps. I'm, you know, I'm not eating, but. Like, his goal scoring hasn't been all that great, but again, he's been young, so I guess there's that going for him. And maybe he's going to knock it out the park. I mean, Newcastle, little by little, are are getting better. You know? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, not, they're building a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they, they're really following that, that, that city blueprint where they're skipping that part where they just sign players to a ton of money. Yeah. Whereas now they're just, like, they're implementing players that are functional, uh for good fees except this one I would say but yeah I, I think th- and they're managed really well <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah I think they're really going to be uh, interesting in the next couple of seasons even this season they start off pretty good yeah I think uh, going back to the half of last season I think they have as high a point total as anybody and they're up there they're up there like you know mm-hmm. with Arsenal with City with Liverpool so, I mean, I, I think even last year the indications were this, and now they strengthened in, in several departments. And they gave City a good run, which we'll talk about later. But, I mean, yeah, Newcastle, I think they've smashed it. And they haven't even spent irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is the only instance of that, but we, we're, we're talking about it now. Maybe in a two years' time, we're like, damn, it was only 70 mil, you know? Uh, it's going to take a lot to get to that, but with, with yeah. the prices and, and the way inflation's yeah. going, it's going yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time, you know? Like, he would have to really fucking knock it out, like, 20 goals seasons and shit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what it is. And even then, that's what you expect for $70 million, Yeah, yeah. For I sure. think. Um, uh, fuck, I was going to say something, and I totally, I totally forgot. Anyway, yeah, uh, so, yeah, moving on from United, and was there any, any other, like, transfers that kind of caught your eye? Um, ah, man, you know, I'm trying to think, but I think that was all, like, the major, that was the the main one that I could think of, and the Alexander one just kind of popped off officially today. Yeah, that one came out of nowhere, really. Yeah, yeah, besides that, uh... Well, I guess on the, on the topic of Newcastle, I, I know following uh, the transfer of Casemiro to United, um, to, um, yeah, to United... Well, Real Madrid now has, you know, a little bit of uh, play money, a little bit of extra play money. And the rumor was they were going to go for Bruno Guimaraes from oh, for, uh, from, yeah, from uh, Newcastle. Newcastle. And they're like, nah, nah, man. <laughs> Come back to us in a year or two, man. This guy's this guy's a fucking stud. Fair enough. No, he's good. He's good. But, you know, maybe you don't you could you could easily give him one more season to really see how he how he plays out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that would be an interesting signing for sure, considering they did lose somebody in the midfield. Um, but yeah, aside from that, there are rumors that are brewing, but nothing official that I can remember. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's getting to the last week where everyone's really, uh, uh, 
like considering going against moves just because it's too too short notice and you know you have to find replacements uh, right now I think notably is the Bernardo Silva to, to uh, Barcelona I think that's still a rumor somehow yeah yeah and um, you know I don't know I, I think um, one I don't like <laughs> all these signings because they well one fuck Barcelona and two they still haven't even registered they've registered most of the guys but Kunde is the only one that's still not able to play in the league and we're about to get into week three in La Liga yeah it's kind of weird it's a lot so they're still talking about adding another you know superstar level talent with uh, <laughs> with uh, Bernardo Silva how the fuck are they gonna pull that one off now yeah I mean uh, the city chair said it's not possible and it won't happen so. At least for now, it won't happen. If it happens in the in the winter, then so be it. But for now, we got at least you know a few more months with Bernardo at, at Manchester. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Barca could just stop signing players and and just go with what they have now and be competitive. Know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they already look decent. Uh, you know, I was watching the game on the weekend. They create loads of chances, and and by the way, Lewandowski just kind of. He just kind of walks onto the pitch and the goals follow, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. It, it, the guy it, has such a good feel of the ball in, in the box, even if the flicks, you know, everything. Yeah. So, I mean. He's kind of got it all for a striker. I mean, it, like, it, it's, it wasn't hard to, to kind of see that coming. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's really complete. But, you know, very early time. So, we'll see. Speaking of uh, City and Barcelona, though, before we move on, what's up with, uh, with City... Uh, you know, doing a little uh, back scratching for for Barcelona, doing them a little favor there. You know, I, how how often do we see like uh, friendlies during the season? Yeah, it's not too common. I mean, it's weird. Like last season, we had the the Clasico that got played in Saudi Arabia, right? Was it? Um, but you know, that's like a very off incident. It's like a cup, I guess. But yeah, they they did like a new format for the Super Cup, which every like it's basically like, is it like the Community Shield, but at the end of the season? Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like yeah, it's a glorified friendly in neutral ground, and they did this format where it's like the four last previous champions of both cups, which is which was odd, yeah. But you know, it's you still don't kinda, get too much. It still kind of had like a small precedent, but this was like a straight up friendly. Yeah, yeah. For like charity. Um. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it, just because it, it does, like, increase the fixtures. And City just had a game three days ago, mm-hmm. or four days ago now, and they're going to have another game in three days. So it just, it's kind of weird, but... Well, no uh, no talk about fixture congestion there, right? No, I think <laughs> at this point in the season, it's very... I well, don't know. Calvin I don't know Phillips got hurt, right? Yeah, but I mean... Jack Grealish got hurt in in the league a week or two ago, so I mean it could it could happen at any time. I don't know if it makes a difference, and and City did play a lot of young guys, or guys there that, was a lot of that, subs that haven't played either. You know, like Mars hasn't played I think at all this uh, Premier League, so it, it's an interesting tournament, and I'm sure they they know they're doing Barca a favor, but it also is it's a marketing thing, and and you know ALS is is the cause, but. I think the greater cause, yeah, it's it's a money thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, yeah, just a crazy thing. Um, uh, fuck. What else? Moving on. Uh, well, we went to <laughs> we went to the Galaxy game. I guess before we move on any further, we went to the Galaxy game on Friday. 
Yeah. Which turned out to be quite the shit show. <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy game. Yeah. 3-3. 2 nil at halftime. And then uh, somehow Seattle comes back <laughs> winning 3-2 and just by some kind of fortune. And I, I mean, we were there live, so we couldn't really see the, the replay or anything. But, you know, apparently it was a gift from the refs. But, you know, <laughs> Galaxy also did give them, uh, you know, a couple of... Uh, like they missed a, a few clear chances. Yeah, Cabral missed one. Oh and, man! You know, yeah, the uh, Galaxy kind of continue making the same mistakes, but it's always entertaining no matter what. And we got and to see uh, Ricky Puig. Yeah, yeah, came on in the second half, and you know, didn't really get get a chance to imprint his you know game on on the you know the field really, but. It was still pretty fun to watch, and you can tell he's a cut above most of the guys the there. The movement and just, like, the... The way he receives just, the ball. Just, just the <laughs> the touch for the game. You know, you just kind of know the guy knows what he's doing. and but it, it is, it is like, a different sort of motion than, than you see the rest of the guys operating in. Yeah, yeah. He looks comfortable on the ball. And exactly, yeah. Demanding the ball, running into open pockets and stuff. So, yeah, I, I guess... Uh, it, well, while it wasn't like a wow sort of performance, just little things, little things are kind of encouraging to see. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking of Galaxy today, it was official uh, Mar- Martin Cáceres. Yeah, Uruguayan yeah. Uruguayan international, played for um, Juve and Lazio. Yeah, yeah. And I guess most uh, most recently Levante. 35 years old, though. I don't know if those are the kind of signings, but it's kind of a safe one because they got him for the rest of this season and then an option for next year, so. It's like, all right, show us what you got, and if you're good, then we'll hold on to you. Yeah, it's a um, low risk, you know, and, and it's a well-known guy, so it'll be a fun ad, but, you know, it's not... I don't think it has much foresight going past, like, the next year or two, so... Yeah. It's more of like a... Like, okay, our defense is very bad, and, and it is. It, it, like, the Galaxy defense is, is, is pretty fucking bad. Yeah. And it's more like, all right, we, we got to, like, patch this hole... And then we'll we'll figure it out later on. Yeah, yeah. And know? then Araujo will be leaving soon. So, um, you know, I think that's an area they're going to want to cover up once he leaves. So it's a good addition for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I guess also, in, like, another thing is uh, the Americans, man. <laughs> the Americans in the Prem. Yeah, Aronson most notably is he's a he's a problem for a, a lot of defenses. Yeah, I mean uh, he's a pest and he, he doesn't give up. He uh, he had a lot of good moments on the ball, even you know shows that he's hard to take the ball off of. And then Tyler Adams, who I think he got man of the match. I think you know he had the the most tackles in the game, and he's just a really good uh, central piece to have for ball recovery. And then Jesse Marsh too, who who's nailed it in the pressers, in the interviews. Uh, he shows character uh, on the sideline. He's good for a one liner, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, Barney yeah, Stinson, man. So far, yeah, he's uh, he's wild and, and uh, amazed a lot of the uh, of the Leeds fans because there's Leeds fans that were very skeptical of this whole America thing, you know. And and so far, none of the guys have shown that they've been a bad signing. Well, later. he's like very much the opposite of Bielsa, right? Like he's very yeah. expressive. You know, kind of, kind of cheery and shit. Obviously, you know, American. So, the, the, like, immediately, yeah, the English yeah. media and, and and public really, they kind of, they kind of don't like it. 
they I feel like they don't like it and some guys do like it. I think it's just it's a very off-putting for some people and it's entertaining. Cuz the, the way a lot of a lot of us speak, they they kind of make fun of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Some some of the the phrases he uses as well, like just your your common American jives or anything like that. It's not a common thing heard in England, so when they hear it, they geek out a bit the way that maybe we do when we hear a British person come here. So it's it's a very give-and-take thing, but I think it's something I would like to see in the future, more Americans and in uh, European football. I think it's good for the game. It's good for the country. He kind of had a go at at uh, the reporters because they asked him uh, if he's going to shake uh, Tuchel's hand, just following that little, that little tiff that he had with uh, Conte. And he, he, like, just to paraphrase, he's like, wait, I, I hope not because he got a red card, so... He's, he shouldn't be there he yet. Should, like, that's the rules, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea Twitter, uh-huh. they're a special breed, man. They're, I mean, a, a lot of, you know, a lot of fan bases when you see a whole lot of them, but they're, they're always, like... F- somehow they think the world is against them. Yeah. And I don't really... I don't really think they know how privileged they have been and really continue to fucking be. They could have gotten somebody that was, like, super stingy with money as, like, as a new owner, but they got this free spending guy, spent a ton of money already, and still willing to. And they're still bitching that, like, the world is against them. And <laughs> they fell for the bait right away. You know he was baiting them with that kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because... Uh in the post game, you know, Marsh kind of like says that it was part of the game plan, the way they played them and everything. And then Tuchel's like, no, no, it wasn't a game plan. You know, it, it kind of saying like they just happened to win. They scored early and they wrote it out. It's kind of funny because Tuchel also played into the like the, to the banter. Like he was clearly rustled by some of the stuff that yeah. that Marsh has said. And, and I kind of like it because you normally don't get that in, in, in England. At least like, you know, a lot of the European managers are try to be respectful or they don't express themselves quite as accurately where you can catch that kind of uh, sarcasm that that marsh does so yeah my, my tip of the hat to him and, and it's pretty it's a pretty fun watch you know as a neutral but yeah do you think if uh, if the u.s underperforms and that i know that's vague uh in the world cup um do you think the national team will go calling for him I would hope not, you know, but um, I think he would like the job. In fact, I was watching a... You think he's actively, like, trying to get it? He he said on a segment, like, he was talking to somebody on ESPN FC. He was being interviewed, and, and then he's like, yeah, maybe one day in the future. But you don't know how soon that can be, and, you know, if, if things go, you know, if things are stale, this World Cup, then the questions will be asked, and he's a very good candidate. But I still think he has a lot to offer in Europe. I, I wouldn't want him to go to international football yet, but maybe that's what he wants. But yeah, know? I mean, th- those are kind of chances that, like, I don't know. They, they don't always present themselves, and you don't know what kind of importance they have towards that individual. Yeah, yeah, so you that's can, the thing. you can kind of, you can understand if someone takes it, but at the same time, you know, you, you as a fan or you as, just as, like, someone that supports them, you just want them to... To, to be there more because the, the national team thing is like what four or five times a year yeah it's not too frequent and, yeah. and I think like and they get they get the most criticism too because not only not only uh, is everything like really uh, like like under a microscope within those two three game periods but the whole country is against you if you do like bad 
Yeah, and you don't have the the, the privilege to work with your players often. You exactly. Know? And I think he he still has that hunger to do that at the club level. I would imagine at least, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but like speaking of managers, and I meant to bring this up last week, but this is a thing that always happens. You know, it's always like a a manager that loses, like a manager from a big team loses, and and, and it's usually sour grapes, or it, or it's one like bit of interview or something that gets just completely chewed up. Yeah, and taken out of context, um, just managers making excuses, I guess. Like last time we heard Klopp talking about the dry grass. Yeah, and yeah. then, like you said, like Tuchel was talking about, oh, they just, you know, parked the bus or whatever it is. And, yeah, yeah. Or they weren't playing football. I think is what he said, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like, well, what's your take on that? Because we hear that a whole lot, and we don't really, we don't really go into it. I think, I yeah. think it's our grapes. Yeah, it is, but, you know, it, it is also, like, it, I do see the other side as well, you know, like, teams look to play a specific way to get a result against certain teams, and it's not, it, it doesn't take as much skill as some of the stuff that managers like Tuchel or Guardiola or Klopp try to employ. Like, these teams know they have a very little chance of beating a, a big club like that, so, yeah, they use things like grass, they use things like moisture, they use, you know, they use factors like that to help them, and, I mean, you could argue that that's not football, but in the grand scheme, if it's within the game, it's fair, so I, I you know, I see both sides, I'm kind of on the fence with when it comes to that, because I've seen it myself, like, when we've played teams like Burnley, and and they make sure that the grass is, is, is as high as possible, and, and the field is dry, and and they play you physical and, and a very stoic and deep line back, back line. And, and that's it's not a good watch. It's not fun. So I understand that. But when you're a small club and you, you see that from their perspective, it's the only way they could win. You got to respect it, too. So it's weird. It's a weird one for sure. The one, the one that kind of uh, gets to me um, is the referee one. Like, I... The referee has the most thankless job in in, in football, right? Because when they do a good job, it, it's basically unnoticed. And I guess that's the purpose, right? It's just to let the game flow and to to just call things as they happen, right? You yeah. don't want to interrupt. And then there's some that get kind of whistle happy. But when they start saying, well, the ref, you know, this, that, and it's like, man, that, that could have gone your way too, you know? Like, yeah, you're yeah. complaining about a call that didn't go your way. Like, out of how many actions in, in the match, right? Yeah, uh, you got in that position, and you didn't take advantage. You know, maybe the guy fucking dove or whatever. Maybe he barely got a touch on him. To me, a lot of touch fouls just because you made contact isn't necessarily a foul. When you look in the microscope on VAR or whatever, if it's a slight touch, like oh yeah, it's contact. Mm, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think every every time you touch somebody, it's warrant uh, falling or losing yeah. your balance, or that's the cause of you losing your balance. Um, so. You know, it's a, it's a really hard job, and it's it's the it's the one critique that does get on my nerves, because the the ref could have got it right ninety nine times or ninety nine percent of the time, and it's the one call that you're gonna fucking focus on. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's right. But those things where it's like like Klopp saying the grass is dry. Yeah, I, I get it. Those are those are little details that do affect the game, but they do also get like a pinpoint focus on them. The, the media is like. Oh, he, like that's the excuse. When in the same conversation, he's like, "Yeah, we weren't that good. We we didn't deserve to win." You yeah, know? yeah. Um, I 
it's always going to be highlighted, but it's funny. And, and, and the big managers always do because you, you feel like they're, they're working with the cards, uh, like all stacked on their side, right? Like you said, like Burnley is going to do a deep line uh, defense. They're going to do, they're going to play with the low block. Well, yeah. They don't exactly have fucking uh, Pulisic, you know, yeah, running yeah. on the wing. They don't have Sterling there, you know? They don't have a choice. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, for people to say that's not football, I think they, you can make a case too. You know, it's like it is football, I guess, right? If you enjoy that, but it's not. It's not an attractive football. I'm sure. They're, I'm sure they're not excited to play it. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they don't want to be bombarded. They they want to you know they want to get on the attack too. I mean, playing football, who who doesn't like having the ball for periods of time? Sometimes when I'm watching like like City or Liverpool. And they and they have extended periods where they're just kind of like throwing the ball back and forth right now, like Arsenal. Yeah, that shit's annoying. Yeah, but that wouldn't be the case if the teams pressed forward. You know what I mean? And 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 you well, that's know. the point. That that's the point is like yeah. they're they're looking for the team to press forward, and yeah. the other teams don't have the quality to to take that risk. Well, then you're not good enough, and then the, well, the yeah. game the game will yeah. be displayed in the manner it should yeah, be. Exactly. But, yeah, exactly. But don't, you're, like you don't have the, those sort of tools. Yeah, and it's a game of results. Like a draw for a team like Bournemouth would have been massive, whereas for Arsenal, you're going for the kill, you're going for the win. So it's like the measuring stick is different, but mm-hmm. it, it's what the game is. Well, yeah, you, know? you don't expect a bottom half team to beat a top half team. It, like, yeah, it that, that's happen. the that doesn't. Like yeah, of course it happens throughout the season. It always happens, but you know they're called favorites. They're 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 in the position where they are for a reason. Um, but uh, I mean yeah. Speaking of Arsenal, they started off fucking great. Yeah, like, a, yeah. like the complete difference from last season. Yeah, I will say they also have the. And yep. I was talking about yep. this with somebody at the pub, but they have the one of the easier starts to the schedule as far as like not playing top six teams and. And you know that's that's just the way it is. And, and in contrast to last season, I, where they had the like the hardest start. Right? Yeah, yeah. The so. thing is, like, even with that, they still were losing games like this. You know, so it is. I think they are better this year. And there, well, there's a lot more fluidity. You like even even though the, the, they were supposed to win these games, they're playing good. They look good. They they don't look weak. And they have new players. The Saliba and and Gabriel Jesus on their own Who've all turned out made, to be great players. Yeah, right? and they've Zinchenko, made a the total difference. Zinchenko's probably been, yeah, one of the best players this season so far. Yeah, yeah, him as well. I mean, I I think the transfers have been spot on, and and the players have bought in. They they don't have their own idea of what they should be doing. It's it's actually a team effort, and it shows, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, credit to Arteta, currently uh, top of the table undefeated never tied never lost so yeah they're gonna be a fun watch but uh like i said it's so early you know right now oh, it's, yeah, yeah. you know and that's why at the same time we can't have a, a definite opinion on liverpool yet yeah no I, I the everything that's coming on around in liverpool it's premature it sucks for sure you don't want to be in that position but you know that's that's a dangerous team you just look at the quality that they have. That they're they're a dangerous team either way. Well, most teams aren't going to beat them, man. Um, uh, anything else? Uh, anything else that that we're we're missing on? No, I can't remember. I mean, I can't remember anything significant. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing was that the Casemiro thing. That that one was like. That that was on the news cycle for a good while, um, but 
yeah, let's get into a let's get into a, a little bit of a preview. I mean, a, re- a review. I'm sorry. So yeah, I guess before we start with the um, with the uh, prem reviews, uh, there was the Carabao Cup, which is like the like the League Cup Junior for England. Um, and we'll just go over the notable teams that that played because a lot of these teams also play like the like the bench people or yeah the fringe guys or just like did they play their starters for half or whatever uh, Newcastle beats Tranmere two to one Tranmere Bright, Brighton beats Forest three nil Leeds beats Barnsley three one uh, let's see who else uh, I know uh, I know Raúl Jiménez got a goal oh, that's right yesterday. Brought out the pirate patch. Ish. <laughs> and uh, let's see who else. Who else got a win? Crystal Palace beats Oxford United 2 0. Burnmouth beat Norwich on pens. They drew 2 to 2. Those are like very similar level teams, though. Yeah, yeah. One just got relegated, one just got promoted. I mean, we t- talked about Americans, but Josh Sargent. Josh huh? Sargent, man, he's man. had a good start. I mean, you know better than I do. Oh, uh, that guy, yeah. I mean, well, it's the kind of goals he's scoring, too. It looked nice. It's not like a tap in. It's actually like a really well worked, you know, finesse or run off the ball. You know, it's the guy's looking good, but it's a championship. But as far as U.S. strikers, only P. Fock is is actually scoring at that rate, so it's refreshing for sure. And then uh, Everton uh, beats Fleetwood one nil. Uh, Wolves win two one. Um, and then Aston Villa beats Bolton 4-1. Leicester drew with Stockport and only won on penalties, which that's kind of that's kind of sad because Stockport's like a third, oh, they're, they're third very division. Low. Yeah, yeah, they're very low. <laughs> but that's the magic of the cup, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch, and, and it, it means everything to them. So th- this is the second round. So this is kind of like a qualifier. Yeah. For the for the next round, like the big dogs come and there's a draw for it. And, yeah. And the main one is uh, Chelsea uh, at at City. Yeah. Which you would imagine that both teams are gonna take like damn near full strength squad, right? I don't know, man. I don't know. I I think they will. They kind of th- have to if they want to get in place for some silverware. Yeah, yeah. Like an early place for silverware. Yeah, I know. I I don't know how I feel about it myself. Like, which is still like, which is still uh, about two and a half months away. It's yeah, November eighth. Yeah. yeah, and City have a deep team. Like, yeah, that's, obviously, yeah, that's a plus, it goes yeah. without saying. But like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't risk it too much myself. But we'll see. You've won it enough, is what you're saying. Yeah, and We've and been. honestly, I I just want to focus on the league and and Champions League and and that's it. And then the rest are you know. Secondary, but the thing about Pep is he always tries to play a strong team for all tournaments, and you know that's that's just how he is. But it's also possible. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, if if you really believe in your football, I think you can put out a good exhibition. Like Mars hasn't really been able to play a whole lot in the league, but he had, I think he played all ninety today against Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, that's right, he did, and that's because he hasn't played a lot. Yeah, so I mean, if. You know, if a player like Mares is is that guy for you, then you know things are all right. That's the thing, yeah. You know, they have a in, like they say in it an Plus embarrassment of talent. Yeah, they say that in England. It's kind of like an underhanded compliment. I feel like, but um, yeah. Uh, 
You know, it, it's um, it's funny because they talk shit about like everyone hates billionaires for you know many reasons, I guess, and it makes sense, right? But the, the moment that certain ethnicities are the ones buying clubs, and may, maybe it's not even that kind of issue. Maybe it's just like the whole state-owned thing. Maybe it's it's and like everybody hates the new kid on the block too. You but, know? Yeah, yeah. But you don't. Uh, well, maybe not yet because Newcastle haven't been uh, successful yet. But it, it's just funny because this guy Bewley uh, from Chelsea, Dodgers owner, you know, whatever, rich as hell for Chelsea you know you don't really hear a whole lot you just oh the guy has money and he's willing to spend it like Abramovich did so it's it's like basically been a seamless thing but I don't know I, I don't know if it, you can it's keep just it kind up. of funny it's yeah. just funny that like hypocrisy because the league is getting to the point where well everyone's got too much money you're, you're if you're able to throw fucking 70 million at Isak what well, like what's really going on like yeah at, at what point are we just going to be like all right we're, we're going to stop faking outrage at certain clubs and the, the ways they spend their money. Yeah. And, and yeah. Well, a lot of people were even pointing to Nottingham. And, and so their promotion package gave them a lot of money, a big stipend, and now they're allowed to spend it. And it's justified. And, and people are up in arms like, you know, this this is everything that's wrong with football. It shouldn't be like this. But really, that's the formula that's, that's, the formula that's made the Prem what it is right now. I mean, when Nottingham Forest can drop $140 million, they're one of the highest spending clubs right now in Europe. Forget about just England, but it's wild, you know? It is wild, and I understand why people feel the way they feel, but the way the British have set up their their leagues and their prize money, it's kind of a crazy but smart tactic to make the league what it is now. And well, it's the association, too, with the U.S. market. I, like, I don't know if there's an, any other uh, league that's really tapped into the U.S. market. Like the prem. Yeah, it's an easy transition. That's, that's the that's the big one I think is is the the American audience because that's where all the TV money is really yeah, flowing yeah. in. From. I think after the NFL and and I forgot what other league and uh, NBA. Yeah, they're like the the the, the third highest grossing you know uh, league in the world. So yeah, there's definitely a market to be tapped into there. Uh, but it's so much easier when the other country that you're watching speaks English. You know, I think there's still too many people that are maybe scared or just intimidated to even get into Syria or La Liga or Bundesliga. So. Yeah, well, well, they look at it as like, oh, I forgot, there was a podcast I was listening to and it was like, oh, fuck, which one was it? It was a, like a celebrity type podcast where they bring on another celebrity and they interview them. And um, it was John Stewart that they were interviewing, you know, John Stewart from Daily Show. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a huge Prem guy. He's a Liverpool fan and like he's huge. I think he's a Liverpool and then and then he's like like I, I love it but like ah it's like like I don't really get into La Liga and Serie A it's just like that's like really getting into it so they look at it as they don't even look at it as like just the same sort of football they look at it as like like you looking at an underground artist or something like ooh like I can get into fucking I can get into Kendrick Lamar but like the moment you start talking about like Isaiah Rashad or something like yeah, that yeah something know, like, like, that's where it gets a little too underground for me you know so. and you could only keep up with so much you know at one point like I think for me it's I, a lot I, I found man. yeah like that I could really only fully process one league at a time but I, I do like to take bits and pieces of other leagues and I stay in tuned never to follow a game week by week though it's just too difficult you know 
Um, but it's a you lot. Know, once you watch soccer long enough, you know you start to appreciate it more because you also have players from your teams or your league that you watch that you know go to other leagues and you always keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit, hey, I remember that guy. Like I think a few days ago, Tamendi scored for Benfica in, in the Champions uh-huh. League qualifiers. I'm like. Well, yeah, like, ever since he went there and ever since we got Diaz from there, I kind of watched them or keep up with them a little more, even when they had Darwin Nunez. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a chore, though, but, you know, I yeah, think it it's, is. it's crazy. It, it, there's no way that you can have a solid opinion on everything. No, and then no. we also, like, kind of keep up with the sports here, too, like a little bit of NBA, a little bit of NFL. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, yeah. You know, so, and, and, and also we keep track of MLS, so there's a lot there. It's it. It's too much. It really is. And then you have to focus on fantasy and, then, you know. That's, yeah, that's You know, we do all this and that. And and then we got our own bullshit. Like, so, man, there's some times where I'm just, I, I finally have some time to watch TV. And I know I got to, I know, like, I have to sit back and watch fucking, like, what, what we're watching now, Arsenal versus Bournemouth. <sighs> Dude, I'm like, I really... Because I, I kind of I'm thinking as I'm watching it I'm, I'm putting effort Into watching it I just want to watch A fucking movie man Go, Let me put on Training day man Like <laughs> Let me relax Let me watch this For a few minutes And then it turns into me Just watching the whole Fucking movie And then yeah, yeah. I, I fuck off and, and forget to watch the game And like damn it you Yeah know? yeah Like life can't only be One thing And you need yeah. variety so. Yeah so You know it's, it's so hard And even if it's your job Man it's like Dude It's still not enough time To have a solid opinion On all that shit so when people confidently say certain things and then when they start, like, uh, a certain player coming from a different league, no, you don't know. You don't know. Like, you can look at these little facts and these little stats, but you don't know. You don't know how that player's going to perform. Like there, were, there was no way that we were going to be able to tell Lisandro was going to be good at, at, at United, you know? Yeah, you never know, uh, honestly. You really don't. It's yeah, and even, even, even uh, club to club within the same league. It, it could be night and day for that player. Yeah. Imagine from a different league that you don't really watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least I'm peripherally thing. aware of what's going on in La Liga, uh, Serie A, and, and Bundesliga, and that's my limit. That's my absolute limit. You, you you start talking about the Dutch league, the fucking Portuguese, French league. No. I'm sorry, What's son. helped me follow different leagues is just the fact that a lot of Americans go to them. Mm. But even then, you don't have a full scope of, of what really Yeah, you just keep track of, of those guys and hope that they're doing well. Yeah, exactly. And that's the one thing about, like, the U.S. fans that I'm... I'm like, damn, you guys are really about your players because anytime any of them has, like, any remote success, you guys are, like, fucking chirping up. For yeah. me, even if even if Chucky scored last week and I wouldn't be able to tell you. One, because... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think you got to do a little more than, than just... <laughs> Maybe score every now and then to be impressive to me. Yeah. Well, once you start getting the, the, you know, the credit from, like, neutrals and from your own club fan base, not only for goals, just for good participation, that's when you know, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I kind of digressed a bit there. Um, What were we on? Oh, we're going to talk about the the review for the Prem. Um, So starting with Saturday, August 20, Tottenham hosted Wolves for for a 1-0 win, goal by Harry Kane. Who, uh, who happened to set a, a Premier League record, if you can believe that. 185 goals uh, for the same club. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's looking like he's kind of back to like who we 
was. I mean, last season he ended very strong, but like you know, this guy this time last year he was still like not scoring and not scoring and not scoring and and now it looks like he's actually like he was pouting. You know, he's finding his his form again, and and I think yeah, he's going to be very important for them going yeah. forward. And the team is better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean. I don't know if it's significantly better, but, you know, just having a manager for an extra season and extra off season and, and good signings, you know, I think it's definitely a good time for them at Spurs. But until they do it, they'll, they'll always be kind of hard to take serious. <laughs> no, yeah, oh, truthfully. Because yeah. I've seen better That's Spurs harsh. sides than this, personally. And, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. They're still hard to believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on them, but they're... I mean, with with the players that they have, it's it's tough to not take them serious. I think I think they're they're set with. I th- well, with back a then good they, amount of talent. They had Erickson. They had they had good guys, you know. Yeah. Even back then, so like it's like they're for me in my but, eyes. But the, but we were taking them seriously then too. I wasn't. I, I wasn't personally because you know the thing about Spurs is that they they're not consistent. They and they never have been. You know, they never have been. So Second like, place, Champions League final. Yeah, yeah, but does it mean anything? No, it's like those are one-offs. Like the, how well, how how but constantly we can take have them seriously done? then? I, I don't know. Then then that means I have to take Leicester serious every year because they won a league title. It's like right. My, consistency yeah, is like you know United, Liverpool. Well, United falling off, but Liverpool, Chelsea. Okay, you know I'm there every year. There's been years where Spurs don't finish there, and but they've been like a consi- and maybe this doesn't mean a whole lot, but they've been a consistent top six team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we want to extend that to top six, yeah, sure, they have been, you know, and and I mean, it's it's tough to it's tough to uh, be harsh on other teams when when the two best teams have been so much better than everybody over the last four years. Well, yeah, for me, when I say I, I can't take them serious for title contention, that's mm. my that's my thing. Mm-hmm. They can be taken serious within the league. They're always a tough they're always a tough draw yeah. for any team, but yeah. it's just like how many times are we gonna gloss over? You know, Harry Kane and Son, and, and they're amazing, but you know that really deep down they're not going to win consistently enough to, to be a, a thorn in the sides of Liverpool or or City or, you know, Chelsea. But I just think if they barely win one or or if they happen to get one in a good way and then don't, I mean, we, we, that might still be the narrative. Well, yeah, and and that's and that's something. Even them just saying like, like they can get one is still but, kind of far fetched. I feel. Yeah, but before like dominance, like we've seen from City, it, it was pretty common. I guess up until I guess before United did it, but it's pretty common for you know a, a good team that's usually always there to win it, right? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I I just what well, my thing is like as far as Spurs go. To this day, the fact that they haven't got at least one trophy, like at least one, they should you know? have gotten. At yeah, least, yeah, yeah. At they've least under they, they've underachieved for e- sure. Even but, a care about not for not for lack of, I don't know, not not for being shit. They have been put against like fucking historically strong teams. We will have to give them that kind of credit. Yeah, but even then, I, I know. Like, I mean, for me, their pinnacle is like that Champions League final, right? Which, by the way, they well, got yeah. they won even even to get there was controversial. By the way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's just I don't know. I, I just I don't know if I can give them that. I don't know how many teams fear Spurs, you know, um, when they play them, uh, especially in Europe. But yeah, they're I mean they're not an easy out. I guess that's my point. Yeah, 
I don't know. Like see, most teams. Seeing them in Europa recently and, and conference leagues or whatever, <laughs> it just kind of reminds me that, like, as for as, as good as we think they are and some of the talent they do have, they've been underwhelming and they continue to be until they can really just put together a, a run, you know? Right. I don't know. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of biased, I feel. That's in, a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I don't want to give them that participation trophy because then I should be extending that to a few other teams, you know? But who else has been on that level? Because well, we've, seen, we've seen Arsenal dip below them for a few seasons. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, they still at least managed to, to win some so, silverware. So, yeah, yeah sure. Um, but the only teams that have clearly been above them pretty much every time is City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Chelsea, and that's pretty much it. I mean, United. United got the Europa. Yeah, and then even like two, three years ago when United were still finishing top four. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah, I think if we're gonna give like Tottenham those flowers, then we have to do it. We have to do but, it for Arsenal as well. But but I think we do. I, I don't. I well, mean, no, I mean people have been well, not Arsenal specifically, but people have been shitting on Arsenal too. Yeah, but, only now they they've kind of like woken up and people are starting to take them serious. Yeah, but I I like Arsenal's. Uh, I like their trajectory more, you know, myself. But I kind of favor them more as well. Yeah. But and at the very least, they have something to show for it, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously, it, yeah, we could yeah. go to the last trophy. Even before that, like not too long ago, they also had another one where they beat uh, they beat yeah, City. Yeah. I don't know if they had Emery or they had a uh, Wenger still, but yeah, they have silverware and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have teams like Leicester. Well, obviously, they won the league, but they also won FA Cup. Like, what's stopping you, Spurs? You know, at least one. At least one because your fans deserve it at this point. You got a nice stadium, one of the best in the league. Great players, top manager. I don't know. Wait, is this the year? I don't know. I can't say with certainty that they're gonna really do something. It's hard. I, I this year feels a lot more open for open for, for certain teams. For certain teams to do something. I think a lot of teams have improved though. I you yeah. know Spurs have improved. Yep. I just don't think it's enough to push them over the edge, you know. I don't know if they're going to win a league. I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> nah, no. I think well, they'll, they'll or I, even contend. You know? <sighs> yeah, yeah, no. I but what's know. contending? I, for me, it's, it's it's if you're you know second, pretty much. Well, I, but even if you're second, what if like what we saw City do? Maybe not last season, but the season before, where they went on like a twenty game winning streak. Second isn't contending. No, no, but it, you know, if you're in a title race, basically. Um, I don't. I don't think Spurs have been in a title race where we're watching their games, seeing like, oh well, if they win this this week, they might go first soon. I've never seen that. I've never seen yeah. that. You know, and I think that's what we've been waiting for. And I think the one. Season, well, they did that for like a month last season, right? Yeah, yeah. For like Thanksgiving, and then and then everything fell apart. <laughs> no, no, you're you're right. You're right in that sense. Um, I just think they're pretty good. You think they're pretty good? Again, I don't think they're gonna necessarily gonna win the league, but maybe be up there for FA or, or Carabao, which for them should be huge. And when be, it, yeah. and, and and if they do win it, it, it will be huge. Uh, but moving on, they beat Wolves, who actually are a pretty good team. Yeah, decent team for sure. Uh, Crystal Palace gets a win. They beat uh, Aston Villa three one, and a lot of questions are coming on to. Uh, uh, Steven Gerrard. Yeah, you know, he looks like 
it's hard to blame it on him, but you know the tactics haven't quite elevated Villa to where they probably should be. So, but Crystal Palace is a good team. No, Crystal Palace. There's no shame in losing a Palace, and Zaha is you know started really hot, finished last season very mm-hmm. hot. Yeah, he's starting to kind of uh, he's turning fulfill heads. who who uh, people maybe thought he would be yeah. five six years ago when he was with United. Yeah, he's he's a tricky player, and I think Vieira has has found a nice system for for him and for others to succeed. They're they're very physical, but but also technical. It's a technical team. A lot of players can do a lot of things on that team. It's not just a bunch of marauding players. Like like a lot of maybe talking heads are going to lead you to believe that they're just like this like team on a warpath. No, they're 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 sneakily uh, and, and also. I mean, let's just put it out there because the team is mostly black. Uh, like <laughs> when they when when people describe black players, they describe them as physical, like fast, strong. But no, these guys got technique. Uh, as a Zaha's like super tricky. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even IU to an extent, not to the level of Zaha. Yeah, IU's like a like a Lacazette light, right? Yeah, yeah, the Ghanaians Lacazette. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, they got they got a lot of talent coming, and they oh, there's another guy kind of like I I don't remember his name like off the top of my head, but he comes in from like a deeper line role and he moves the ball forward very well. Uh, you, you I'm might, forgetting his name. Yeah, yeah I, I know your time. Uh, let me look at this at the lineup because I'll, I'll be able to. Uh, let's see here. Well, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't recognize his name. But anyway, oh, Edward is good too. Oh, Edward, yeah, he's so he's, good. he's solid. He's probably so better good. than IU. I would even say. Oh well, yeah, yeah. IU's got some some uh, le- some seasons on him, so yeah, I he's, guess he's there's no shame there. More more. Uh, but season. Crystal Palace is good. That's a, that's uh, a Aston top. Villa is underperforming, but Crystal Palace is a top half team. Yeah, that's was that what you're gonna say? Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, I I think so. I, I even last season I thought they were a problem, so. It's only, it's only so right. Now. Yeah, yeah, it's only right. Uh, Vieira just, like, really coming in and showing Lampard and, and Gerrard, like, guys, this this is how you develop. <laughs> exactly. You got, like, you, you like, I, I feel like Gerrard and, um, and Lampard have been giving their positions just because of who they were as players. And um, that, that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. Maybe Rangers were good under Gerrard for a little while, but by the time he left them, they had stunted a bit. And Lampard, I don't know if he's ever really shown that he was a, like that kind of like yeah. manager that's going to take you over the edge. Yeah, he was just a special player for for the national team in Chelsea, and that's it. Yeah, he lived off the name, really. Yeah, off the sauce. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on from that three-one win for Crystal Palace, Everton and Nottingham Forest uh, draw one-one, double hockey sticks. Are are Everton gonna get relegated soon? They they don't look good, man. They, they don't. don't look they good. have zero pulse. Yeah, like they fully look like a relegation bound team. And they yeah they their mistake was going for the manager they did, and it's it's proven to be right that he's not the guy. So I don't know. I I think their their trajectory is very very dark, and I don't know unless they change some some management and some of the staff. I think it's that's that's the thing though is. Not not only have they constantly done that, but they've thrown money. Like they've just burned through money, and for them, the the fact that their only saving grace right now is the fact that uh, 
that Anthony Gordon is like really hot on a lot of people's radar. Yeah. Maybe that's going to keep him above water, like in terms of like the the finances. I don't think that guy's worth it, man. I think everyone's going to be overpaying for him. They really just like um, they let Dele Ali go on a free loan to to uh, Besiktas. Yeah, yeah. Um, just one of those guys that didn't really pan fully mm-hmm. out. I don't know, man. The Everton are pretty dreadful, and we always we always figured Nottingham for a relegation fight anyway. So there's no surprise there. So yeah, maybe it's yeah. two relegation bound teams. One one. I think good result for Nottingham more. I mean, good result for both because they're not going to get a lot of points this season. Yeah. Um, and Fulham versus Brentford, three uh, two, man. Fulham is a. They're actually scoring a lot. Yeah, Andre Silva. Uh, you know. They really stuck with their with their uh, system, really. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's still early, but Mitrovic looks pretty consistent so far. Uh, you know, it looks like he 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 does have a different form. And that really only started with the new manager as well. And I think they have some kind of formula there that's really working out and could be a revelation, you know. So, yeah, good result. Brentford is, is one of those teams where, you know, like Palace, they can give you trouble. They're going to they're gonna be kind of like a barometer, like a, like a boxer that, that has not that great of a record, but he's going to be tricky. And On if you day, lose to yeah, him, yeah. if you lose to him, you're not the goods. But beating him is going to take some effort. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And, uh, yeah, 3-2 for Fulham. Uh, they're they're in pretty good position as it stands. Five points uh, out of uh, three games. Well, I mean, we figured them for a yo-yo club. So they're, they're kind of uh, they're doing their thing. Uh, might not last, but, you know, who knows. Um let's see here uh so next up is uh lester hosting southampton for a 2-1 loss son and uh lester stink huh yeah they're very bad and um i, I kind of got stick from ernie uh, when i when i had them finishing so low and come to think of it now i could have even put them lower by the way they're playing brennan rogers is I'm sorry, but I don't know if it's his fault, his problem, but he's stale. He's stale there. He doesn't – there's been no progression from the club. I've seen them go through managers quicker than you that. You know, you mentioned that they won the FA Cup, and I feel like they were very fortunate. I feel like uh, United kind of bottled that one. Yeah. Um, even though it was in the semifinal. But they, they haven't been really good for a while, and um, it just feels like they're not going anywhere right now. Yeah. Other than being in, like fighting for a 13th or 12th place or whatever you might be. Yeah, they don't invest either. And that's the annoying part. Uh, they're looking for a ton for Fofana, which they might, if they don't get it in this, this window, they'll get it next year because he's tied. He's tied to them for a long time. So they might not get their, you know, 80 or 70 that they're asking for. They'll get their 40, 50. That's what they should, yeah. And, that, and that's... And that's generous on what he's worth because he's yeah. still kind of he's still young he's still kind of I don't want to say an unknown quantity but he's who's to say that he's a top level type defender right there's still a lot to prove in, and yeah, there's, there's a lot to prove because they haven't been good they, they really haven't been good and yeah he was injured last season 
and he was fortunate for them to give him a contract. So yeah. I honestly, and, and the way they've been playing right now, I, I don't know. I don't even think he's training with the first team. I, I must have read something like that. But yeah, he, yeah no. I think the reports say he feels like he's being priced out of a move, and I think so. I, I agree. Because the, the money that Chelsea has been offering is more than enough. Much more. More than enough. Much more than and, enough. And for a player that's coming off of a major, major injury, and you look at the reference of Maguire and how he's panned out at United, like how comfortable can you be paying for a, a player you know, that plays that position? I think I would take the money and, and reinvest it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they're good at finding at pl- they're good at finding good players. Yeah, and they, some players haven't panned out. You know, like Soyunku. I thought he was going to be good. Well, yeah. Well, he regressed hard, and you know, for whatever reason. But you know, he was on a lot of people's radars when he was at his prime. No, oh, yeah, yes. People were pointing him to like possibly be at one point like one of the better center backs in the league. He was linked to City, if I'm not mistaken. City. He's been linked with Atletico. He's he's been like. You know, he's, he's a player that has qualities, but I don't know. I, it's really hard to point to one player at Leicester right now and be like, he's having a great moment. And I think that's a, a good sign that maybe the manager isn't using them to the best to of their the ability. To the full extent, yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, another sad result for Leicester. Uh, underwhelming and, and continue underperforming for them. And, and, you know, respect to Southampton. Good result. And Char- uh, Che, I was about to say Charlie Adams. Che Adams, you know, getting a brace. It's just one of those guys that you you know he's good for at least eight to ten goals a season, and, and at a club that's not that great. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He's he he's a he's a plucky little guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's he's solid. I respect him. Um, but yeah, enough of that. Uh, following <laughs> enough of that misery. Yeah. Uh, well, we're watching this game now, and and pretty much we saw the meat of the of the game so far. But Arsenal does what they should do against these teams three 0 and I think we talked about it earlier, is maybe this was a, a, a result or a team that maybe wouldn't have come to fruition last year, you know? Um, but now they look so dynamic, you know? They know how to pierce into the final third. No, you could see that they, they were just poking and poking and attacking the whole time, even yeah, even as yeah. they were up 3-0. They, they just they barely got a goal called offside off Jesus. So, they're always you know, they're, they're, they're going to constantly be poking. And, you, and we talk about... The additions that they made, uh, Jesus, Saliba, who's finally getting playing time, uh, Zenchenko. But, like, let's not ignore the development of Saka and Martinelli, who've been there for a long time, man. They're, yeah. They're, and, they're, and they're just, they just keep getting better. Dude. It's hard to really point to one player that's been bad on that team, really. I mean, you look at Odegaard. You know, it's been kind of, like, underwhelming is Odegaard. And, but he happened <laughs> to score twice to this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, well, for me, all of a sudden that kind My of, pick is, is Smith-Rowe, you know. I, but I know he's, he's not benched. starting. Yeah. He's not starting, but, like, it's like when, when he has come on, I still— where, I, like, I, But where are you going to put him, though? It's you know, tough. It's tough. That team is so talented, and it's a good problem to have. Once people start raising those questions, I think that's a sign of a good team because City and, and Liverpool get would get that question. Like, why isn't so-and-so starting? It's like, well, you look at who's on the pitch, and it's hard to— Do the go. math. Yeah, exactly. But I think Arsenal's big test will be when they play a, a really good team, and that's when we'll, when we'll really know. I think the biggest testament to their game was against Leicester, but more so against Palace. When they beat Palace yeah. the way they did, I was like, "Yeah, they, well, they're I don't feel something. like they were underplayed. They were uh, outplayed by Palace, and and to be fair to to Crystal Palace, even though, wait, was it their first win this week? Uh, I I'm not sure because uh, they tied against Liverpool. They, didn't they? they they drew against Liverpool, 
They lost. Oh yeah, and they lost to to Arsenal. So, yeah. and they finally got a win this week against. Um, I mean, I guess you. Could but say imagine that. though, you got Liverpool and Arsenal out of your schedule now. It's yeah. like yeah. now let's eat. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so I mean, Crystal Palace is a pretty good win, and and they're like they're they're a crazy team to play. So, the fact that 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 Arsenal were the better team that day, you know, it, it does it does show you how far they've come. Last year, I don't think they would have won that game. No, no. Most times they didn't, you know. Uh, so, you know, it's it's interesting, and uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. You know, it's it's a fun team to watch. And it's a team, the most important thing being that it's a team with multiple weapons. You don't know where the goal's going to come from. I feel like right now the guy that's really originating the goals and, and setting them up is Jesus, but it, it can come from a lot of well, different angles. Uh, you know, Martinelli is, like, is the catalyst in all, a lot of their attacks, too. Oh, he's, no, he's been solid as but well. But you also have that deep pairing of Shaka and, and Party. And the biggest thing is, uh, you know, what a save by Ramsdale there, but... The, the center back partnerships have been on point, yeah. uh, which I couldn't say last year. I think Saliba's been the guy to, to fill that no, he's, void. No, he's really developed. Remember, there was a lot of questions for him. Yeah. Kind of the last couple of seasons, just like based on attitude. And the video that, well. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's a weird one. I wish I could scratch <laughs> that from my memory. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, credit to Arsenal. We'll, we'll see how, how long they can keep it up. I hate to say it that way, but for so many years, they haven't been able to. So can this be the year where they could string, you know, 10 results in a row? You know, they, they I hate these sort of stats, but whenever this kind of shit happens, oh, it's the first year that Arsenal start the season with three wins in a row since, I think it was 2002. I, I hate those, man. They, to me, they don't mean anything. Well, and also considering... It's, it's circumstantial. Yeah. In a lot of instances... But it also, so what are we going to say if they lose two on the fly, you know, yeah, or, or even three or they draw three in a row? It, it just doesn't really mean anything in terms of like what what, what the team is playing like. Yeah. It, like a lot of the talk on football is just so surface level and, and I don't know, it, it annoys me, but I'll stop being a you know, hipster about it. <laughs> uh, so on Sunday, uh, Leeds host Chelsea for a 3-0 win. Now, you were talking about Chelsea, like, oh, you, you're still kind of iffy. A team like Chelsea doesn't lose 3-0 to a team like Leeds. Leeds are on a great moment. They're, they're being managed well. They have good players. But a, a team with the talent of Chelsea should not be getting fucking three on top of their head with nothing in return. No, I, I agree. I think this, this match is, isn't indicative of their level. But I, I do want to give the credit to Leeds because whatever game plan they had, they executed, it worked. They they struck early, and then once they struck their goal, which was quite early, 33rd minute, um, you know, they dictated the game. And, and the goal was, was from Brendan Aronson, and it was kind of like a try-hard goal, if you will, right? Like, the, he pressed them, and, and Edward Mendy tried to get yeah. the best of them. Didn't work. It reminded me of... Uh, you know who used to be so good at that Sadio Mane like that's a guy that'll literally press the keeper with the belief that he can get the ball and boom he got it mm-hmm. um but yeah. yeah every now and then we'll get goals like that um sh- shots to Kevin though yeah it wasn't offside <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's a you know no it's a bad day at the office for Chelsea for sure um I love the shots to to a uh, bench um, to Mendy for, to, to put in a Kepa I love it because because the, the that that argument was being had exactly a year ago, maybe even less, maybe more. 
But you know, you they have go to, back and forth, man. They're so fickle. And it's just they also struggle because how many goalkeeping partnerships are as good as that, though? Like you look at. Mm-hmm. You know, Mendy, and then you look at Kepa, and how how far is the level between them? I don't think it's much of a difference. No, no. So no. the moment one fucks up, it, that they're gonna be called for. Whereas, like, say if Ederson has a bad game, bad two games, you're not immediately gonna go like, oh well, Stefan should be in or whatever, or even if Allison, who by the way has been a little shaky himself, mm-hmm. um, it's like I think that's the problem with Chelsea, and and it's the whole transfer for Kepa was a like head scratcher. Well, yeah, the amount and, and all that. And yeah, where, where, but all things, all things aside, I think Kepa is, is actually a good keeper, and I, I had been saying it. I think he's better than than Mandy. Yeah, but Man, not by I a whole lot. I don't think I don't think Mandy's all that great. But I had been saying that since they got him two years ago, and and now there's there's calls for. Uh, I wish you know I wish we we put you know we kept Kepa or some shit. Like, like now's not the time for that kind of nostalgia because you were saying something a whole lot different six eight months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so their problem is not their keeper, because Chelsea has a good amount of depth. It's not like they're they're this team that's barely scratching on by where they they failed to replace certain players or they have players in certain areas. Now, now certain areas are weak, of course, but but they do have a fair amount of depth, and uh, I, I don't know if there's really any excuse to lose three 0 you can lose to Leeds. You can lose to anybody. But 3-0, man, with no answer. Mm. And I, I guess one of their biggest problems, especially in generating attack, is is creative passing. So you got Jorginho and Mount and shit. Yeah, a lot of that short passing, blah, blah, blah. You know, a lot of, like, ball retention, this and that. But where's that final ball coming from? Jorginho's yeah. not that kind of guy. Yeah, no, I don't... They don't really have a guy like that, man. I Like... All, all their mids are, are good, but they don't serve that purpose. They don't yeah, have, like, a they're, true... They're not going to carry that ball. They're not going to deliver it to your feet in, in that final third. They're not going to have that that sort of Gundogan, uh, KDB. De Bruyne, oh, Bruno-type pass. Yeah, they, yeah. They don't have that. They just have guys that, that are very good at one specific thing. They lack the 10. Yeah, they've needed a 10 for they, the longest. They, they don't have creativity. That's their biggest problem. And on top of that, to make things worse, they don't have a proper number nine. They have... They have Havertz as this like weird nine. He's not even a false nine. He's he's like this guy that that you put up top and he's making you're kind of hoping he's making that he a ton of runs and this and that. He makes intelligent runs, but what purpose does he have? And there's no one up top to to really finish things off. And I know that's what they're looking for, and they're trying to get this guy Anthony Gordon. I don't yeah, know if that's, that's the answer. That's not the answer. That's yeah. not the fucking answer. Yeah, but well, I, yeah. I think you yeah. know, the manager too has has a, a role in that, and um, he's know, not offensive minded. He's, he's not, always kind of let guys do their thing, but what the thing these guys are doing isn't generating goals. It's not generating attack. It's not creating dangerous chances. Um, really, their their most dangerous weapons going forward is Pulisic and Sterling. But if you don't have someone to to deliver that, that fine that yeah. final ball to nothing's going to work out because those guys aren't natural goal scorers. They'll score goals, sure, 100%. But you need your guy. You need your Diogo Costa. You need your your Firmino-type guy. You need need those guys. You're Giroud. And they don't have that anymore. Giroud would have actually, I feel like, kind of worked on this team. and, and, And Havertz isn't that kind of player. 
He no. ha- he, they, they've forced him into that sort of role, but he's not that kind of player. He's talented, but he's just I think he's misplaced, and that's the truth for a lot of players on that team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's what I'm saying. Like at and some they point, keep forcing this mount agenda, man. Yeah, you yeah. have Kovacic, who's really good at that sort of run. Kovacic is like a Modric light. He's not as good as him, obviously. But he, but he has he has a lot of those yeah. sort of qualities to his game where he's gonna get you. He's gonna run forward. He's gonna find patches. Yes, he's not gonna finish it because his finishing is atrocious. But um, he's gonna create space and, and, and we say that. And he had like one of the best goals last season. Yeah, that's it was too, a yeah. one off though. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, f- I feel you. You know, hundred yeah. percent. But he's better at deep lying too. So yeah, exactly. He's really your he does a lot, eight. a lot of things. And and yeah. maybe you have to sacrifice someone like Conte or, or Jorginho. But you need you need an attack to come from somewhere. And I honestly felt letting Havertz go was a big mistake. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Even, I don't know how Havertz is doing, by the way, at Leipzig again. You mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Werner. What did I say? Oh yeah, you said oh, Havertz. Havertz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, I, I totally get you. Yeah, but I'm sure he wanted to leave because you know the writing's on he the got, wall. He had a lot of shit, man. He, I'm sure he got tired of it too. Yeah, and man. then they pretend they pretended to let him go like he was a legend. Nah, yeah. The fucking fans. I remember. I saw you guys. Um, I I don't even know if they're rumored for anybody. Is anybody left? From for strikers, I mean, there's there's moves they can make, but at this point in the window, you're gonna be priced out to to pay some stupid amount. You they're, know, they're obsessed with getting defenders. There's another defender that they're tied for. Um, yeah, I don't I, like get a striker, guys. I don't. Yeah, totally. If anyone's on the market, get them. Yeah, there's there's options and, for and, sure, and that's why I feel like Chelsea. They're not serious this season. They're Tuchel's. He, his defense, when he's orchestrating it, great. But you know, offensive flow and and getting into the run of games and and making things happen—that's not his style tactically. He's not gonna—he's not gonna figure that out. He's not really good at that. And mm-hmm. they don't have weapons on top of all that. Yeah. No, um, I agree. Um, anyway, moving on. West Ham uh, hosting Brighton for a two-nil loss. West Ham is it started off really bad too. They I think they're three losses in a row. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I, I like I didn't I didn't see that coming. I thought they were gonna be a little bit better starting off the season. Um and they're a good team on paper. Yeah, yeah. They they were tactically tactically very very disciplined, very clean. And uh, for them to, to lose three in a row, yeah, they, they played against the city. And um, let me let me look at their last game because they yeah. might. Oh no, they lost to Nottingham Forest too. So that yeah, this, this is the thing about them is they were very clean, very efficient last season, um, and even the season before. But I feel like they haven't adapted their game to be unpredictable. That's a big well, key. Well, they've, they they've also become a bigger team. And I feel like they're playing like a smaller team, if that makes sense. Yeah, they still play. Well, that's David Moyes' um, forte is, is that he likes very to be traditional. The David to the Goliath. Yeah, it's, um, and it's, it, it can get you results sometimes. Uh, but, you know, I think they haven't adapted their game to change to what, what the demands are right now. And I think teams can, can anticipate what they're going to do and they can hit them where it hurts. You, you know, know, it's also been a problem for like a good hmm, seven, eight months. And I know you know, Mikel Antonio, man, he hasn't he hasn't done shit. Yeah, yeah. For that whole time, he was kind of a ghost in that Europa League run. 
he didn't really do anything in that last half of, of last season. I'm, I'm going to pull up his numbers right no, now. Yeah, he didn't do much. Uh, he, he was very unimpressive. Yeah, um, but I'm still paid, though. <laughs> I'm still paid, though. Yeah. Yeah, so he told the dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, he, yeah, it's uh, the only guy I could really say, like, all right, son. Like, you, Jared you, Bowen? Yeah, that's the dude. And But, you know. Um, well, they, they have, like, a pretty solid, uh, uh, like, like Adam Cresswell, who they, they all put in a shift. Their midfield every is good. Time. Declan their Rice, midfield, Susek, their right? wings, they're fine. It's just, I, like, you got guys like Lanzini coming in a lot of the time, and you expect him to do something flashy. I don't know if he's really that kind of guy. He's been there for years, and he's never panned he's out. He's never really, like, kind of stood out. And, and you look at him as, like, a flashy-type player that's not a really... No, he's like Iozzi Perez, man. Doing much. I don't know. Yeah, but... Last season, he had 10 goals. Mikel Antonio, 10 league goals. He so has, bad. He has yet to strike the mark this season. The season before... We're giving him a lot of credit. We give we give Mikel Antonio a lot of love in the, on this show, and his last three seasons, ten goals each. Yeah. Now, now the previous two before that, he missed a few amount of games, but still ten goals each season, man. I mean, we we gotta at some point you gotta stop giving him. Well, not not you specifically, but no, like, we started, I, I we got to stop. But like that's and then my, the season before he had thirty three games and six goals. He's getting a lot of credit off of uh, not a whole lot of results. I think his versatility is what sets him apart. But like truthfully, you look at West Ham and how many players can you point to and say, well, he he's actually doing a good job. I don't think there's many. You know, I know Jared Bowen has been solid. Jared Bowen's been solid. Um, Cresswell's been solid. Suchik has has been doing his job. Um, uh, Sioux Falls been doing his job yeah uh has been doing their job but from like a nine perspective oh, from an oh yeah no no yeah, yeah i just like i i know I, but he's he needs to be better but i don't know if it's down to him you know it's not down to him but he's also not performing no so, for sure so like like it and and this is what i was talking about the other day is he like a premier league level i think or is he, he is. just a dude that's just writing the cup like he can hang for sure because because he's been there for a while and and he's somehow guaranteed himself a starting spot. But I'm looking at his numbers, and they're not all that convincing, man. Yeah, they're, well, that's a guy that you look at, and, and his I don't think his numbers will, will ever be convincing because, let's, like, let's, it goes back to my thing with Moises, that West Ham is not an attacking team. They hit you on the counter, and that's what he's good at. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been able to counter well this year, and they haven't been able to defend as well as they were. And that that's a problem, and I think... Like, they're going to struggle this year. I, I don't... And they got Skamaka, but he's still coming into the, you know, the whole scheme. It, it, should we look at Skamaka starting over um, over Mikel Antonio? Maybe at some point it's something to consider. Yeah, for sure. But, like, even if you're Skamaka, you have to go into the game considering that I'm only going to have maybe one, two, three chances a game. And it's not, it's not like, you know, Haaland or Nunez who... Like, they're going to be constantly getting their chances through and through throughout the game because the whole team is built different. But West Ham doesn't have that luxury. Poor start so far. I'm not excusing that. But I don't – I think it's the, the, it's a team thing, tactical. Uh, you know, it's a tactical problem. But, yeah, we'll see, man. Mikel Antonio, he is older too. We can't forget, you know. I think he's seen his best days possibly. But we'll see. But, yeah, I, 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 just, I just speak to it from a, like a – 
Premier League starter quality. Yeah. You want more than 10 goals. For sure. Because he plays sure. more than enough. It's not like... But in those games, how many chances does he get, you know? that That's my only thing, like... And that, and that would be a good stat to pull up. Um, I, I honestly don't know. If I had to guess, yeah, if I had to guess, I think West Ham, their possession stats are not great. Like, when they play teams, they're probably conceding possession more, and, and that usually means that you're not going to have as many chances. So, like, you know, I, I, no, I totally understand what you mean, though. But Yeah. Uh, it's just disappointing because you look, at, you look at the players that they have. They're well-managed. They have decent funding. Yeah, yeah. It's just disappointing on, on... And I don't expect them to be getting a title. I don't expect them to be getting into Champions League. or, But they did have a good run in the Europa, and I felt like I felt like they grabbed their ankles a little bit in the Europa League last season. I think they really could have been in the final. I think they could have even won in. I, I said that a bunch. It's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy that they're, they've kind of underperformed. No, no, for sure, for sure. Jared Bowen, by the way, had 12 goals and 12 assists last season in the league. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good numbers for a, for a wing. No, he was in, their in main a, source of in offense. In a mid, mid-table yeah. team. Anyway, good. Hey, shouts to, to Brighton, though. To, well, to I, I know we didn't talk Brian enough about Potter. them. We, we don't really give them their flowers either. Yeah. and they, they've, they've been a tricky some, team for the last two, three seasons. Yeah, yeah. I think, and that's what I mean when I say, like, they and, and Brighton will lose a lot of games. They lost a lot last year, and they'll probably lose some this year. But when they play, they they don't play you like a typical half table team. You know, they actually go after it, um, and they create, and they actually have channels that they fill, and they have players who um, alternate their positions and their shape. And I, I I have yet to see that from West Ham, and and I need yeah. to see that for them to for the players to even be successful. That's one of the qualities I hate in the managers, like the rigidity that that someone might have. Yeah, yeah. Moise is no nonsense, but at one point, it, it's it's gonna it, like not it's make one sense thing to have it. an identity. It's another thing t- to be stubborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's that's a thing, you know. And, and, and Graham Potter, the, he's gonna lose his three, four nil games to teams like City, maybe Liverpool, whatever. But God damn it, he's gonna try and play football. He's gonna try and go after it the way he knows how to because yeah. that's what they that's what they train for that's what the drills are for and uh you, you got to appreciate that uh you know uh, on a on a football level yeah no I for sure no, he's one of my favorites honestly but but yeah moving uh, moving on uh, yeah two nil uh moving on um wait have one last thing Oh, we forgot to touch on the city game, huh? And also, West Ham haven't scored this season. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Fucking hell. five goals against, zero in favor. That's that's uh that's worrying for sure. You can't you can't be fucking shooting out duds every time. Uh, but this one was exciting and I'm sure frustrating on your part. <laughs> uh, Newcastle draws uh, with City at home, three uh, three. Uh, I'll let you t- I'll let you take point on that. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a good game. Um, I mean, it was entertaining, if 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 nothing else. But like, mm. there is a point in the game where uh, Ake had to get subbed off, and Ruben Diaz came on, and and truthfully, I, I thought the game, uh, you know, City dominated, uh, which was expected. But on the counter, I mean, Saint Maximine, he he gave uh, Kyle Walker a lot of trouble, you know. And um, there was moments where Kyle Walker got the better of him. Don't get me wrong, but. 
but I, I really enjoyed watching his performance and then um the defending from city was very unorganized and i, I was a bit frustrated by that and uh, I, my favorite goal from from newcastle was when callum wilson gets it on the counter and it was one touch and i'm expecting like oh well he's gonna mistouch it or he's you know city's gonna close in now nah, he touch goes right into the box one touch back of the net and i was like oh fuck you know at one point we we're losing 3-1 uh, by the way, Kieran Trippier hit a beautiful free kick. And my yeah. friend called it, bro. And I didn't even want to agree with him. I just, in my mind, I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. Fuck. Like, he's like, he's going to hit this, bro. Goes opposite side, side netting, beautiful free kick, 3-1 at that point. And I'm like, wow, you know, Newcastle are here. And um, my biggest respect to them is that they play every ball. You know, they every time City had the ball, they pressed them hard, made them feel uncomfortable. And it's been a while since I've seen City misplay so many passes. Um, so, you know, City created more chances, and maybe Haaland should have finished a few more. There was a moment where Foden probably should have played the ball into Haaland. Little things like that, you know, fine-tuning. There was a lot of talk about Foden. And, 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 and this is another thing about, like, the, the whole, like, social media thing and the whole Twitter thing. He has one one bad game and oh Foden has uh you know regressed or we we got to talk about his development he and I and I saw the play like I, I don't know if he's even able to make thank you it, yeah it, 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 I don't know if he's able to even find Holland on that pass yeah the defender like, did a good that, job that's of closing the, that's the easy thing to say and and maybe from from one angle it's very easy to see especially if you take a still shot yeah but when you're as small as him in the run of things and maybe even got like a more aggressive style you're gonna try and go for it i'm totally okay gonna, with that you're shot. not going to yeah. yeah exactly you're not you're not going to find every pass and even if you try to it might not come off it might bounce off it might be too hard there's a lot of things that can happen it, it's not a problem it doesn't mean that that Foden has regressed it doesn't mean that his his development stunted it doesn't mean he sucks it doesn't mean he shouldn't start there's no problem with it and there was a whole lot of talk about it and yeah, yeah. it's so frustrating and but that's just football man. And, and he was not far from from making that and if he hits a side netting and it goes in nobody says shit but i was watching the game yeah exactly and, it, and then and then if he if he does fight holland and holland skies it or whatever yeah then then it's then like he's well, a why, problem. Did, why didn't foden shoot it you know yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's always going to turn into something like that yeah there was collective groans when when that happened and, I, and in my mind i was like I, I would have loved for him to pass it, but the, the defender's closing down. Mm-hmm. If he does try to pass it to Holland, my thinking is that the defender gets a touch on it and it mm-hmm. doesn't even happen. So the thing about Foden is on that wing when he's on the left, I've seen him make that kind of goal plenty of times. The one thing that I will say about Foden, and I don't, I don't know if you agree, I don't know if this is the general consensus uh, amongst City fans, I don't actually think that he's an out-and-out winger. I think he does need to be... A little more uh, central. Yeah, for sure, he can be. He it's can be. it's tough though because you have De Bruyne, you have Gundogan, uh, yeah. Gundogan, you have Bernardo Silva running inside of space, uh, KDB. I, I know, uh, like, like you know, if things were perfect world, but I, I don't know if he's actually a winger. And I, I'd love to see a little more centralized uh, Foden with with uh, Grealish on the left. Maybe that might be nice. No, no, that for sure be fun. Um, and I honestly, I think that. Uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with many of the city players as far as attacking. It was more of a defensive problem for me, and 
You know what? But I that's also giving credit to Newcastle. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna. I have to give credit to them. They, we were playing at St James's Park, and you know they, they played us with no fear as well. Like they have you great know, players, man. You wouldn't think that they were this bottom half team that they used to be, and I don't think they're bottom half this year, by the way. But oh no. Um, yeah, they're gonna be a problem, and obviously they're adding Isak soon. Um, so it's a a well a well fought one point. For you know, it's low clubs. key really good too. And um, you know, as much as we talk about Saint Maximan, uh, Guimaraes, uh, but uh, Joel Linton, man, yeah, he's solid. He's, he's solid. He's, he's a unit. He's a nice player, man. He's a very nice player. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. But there's no shame in drawing with with Newcastle. I think Newcastle are going to be a problem for a lot of people, even more so than a lot of the teams that we've talked about. Exactly the point that you made is they're 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 bringing on Isak and being down three one to draw the game. That's not that that's not easy, mine. No, not at all. That's not and, easy, and Newcastle, man. like at one point, they weren't attacking as much either. They they kind of wanted to protect that result, and I think that was their worst mistake. But it's so easy to say when. Yeah, you're when, tired. When, yeah, the yeah. team's pressing you. Of course, but they bring on fucking Mares, and you're bringing on, I don't know, <laughs> Longstaff. And, yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't even know who they have. No, yeah, I, I saw their subs, and and um, you know that's something that they're going to improve on for sure. But going forward, as they're going to have uh, yeah, they're going to have depth. But man, yeah, no, a, you know, good game from Newcastle, and, and my respects. And to again, them. you're not going to win them all. <laughs> Of course not. You know, and, um, and, a, and, a, and a draw for them against City, I think, is for them is a good result. Like, they're like, well, the, that's well, the good. The fact that, that City could even bring it back to a draw, that, that could have been zero points. For sure, for sure. Uh, but f- fuck, man. Yeah, Miguel and we're not We're not really used to seeing, and, and I bring the boxer analogy again, we're not used to seeing uh, City get punched in the mouth, bleed, and then not necessarily get the knockout punch. Yeah, like, yeah. They bled, and uh, think things came out to a stalemate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's football. That's what we want, right? In the, in the strongest league. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think that that's what makes the league so so entertaining. Uh, by the way, that there was a pass that De Bruyne placed to Silva for the last oh, goal. Oh, for the yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, you know, like because um there was options there, and he I felt like he picked the hardest pass to make because it, it goes through the defense. Well, he was the most open. But yeah. the the fact that there was a defender right in front of him made it made it the hardest pass. Yeah, and you know it's a stupid vision and him chipping it probably would have given the the keeper too much time. Yeah, you know he did, he does it on the ground. Driven. Beautiful. Yeah, and Beautiful. great touch by Bernardo and, and exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. good it's good a, game. Yeah, it's it's it was a good game. He's I operating think. on another level, man. Let, let's let's just put that. Just put that out there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think like even for neutrals, he's he's a fun watch, and I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, uh, cause I go watch it at the pub, and there's, uh, fans that stay after their clubs games, and they stay to watch De Bruyne, and they're they're just kind of in disbelief sometimes, like fuck, like <laughs> that dude really did that, you know? He he's a a spectacle to watch, uh, but yeah, man, it was a really fun game. I think for the neutral, you got a really good game back and forth. A lot of good talent. Even on Newcastle, Almiron was, and, was trouble for and us. And for fans of other clubs, you get to see City bleed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could maybe use that as a model uh, for how to maybe get to them, you know? <laughs> Even yeah. though they're, they're, City are like a revolving, a revolving uh, you know, physical matter that just kind of changes. So, like, just because whatever they did that day, you maybe might not necessarily see it. I forgot to mention this, but my biggest gripe was I I, I thought Guardiola should have used his subs much earlier, 
um and you know i think you got too much talent not to use them on the pitch but it's part of his stubbornness i feel that, that he won't do that at times and maybe also as a manager you don't really think of it yeah you got you also kind of want to write it out because these guys are you trust your guys yeah they're, I, I they're, understand they're, they're in the flow of the game and maybe interrupting that there, there's there's this thing of momentum as well maybe you feel the momentum's on your side and you don't necessarily feel the time to stop things bring a guy in and he's going to bring a whole different rhythm especially someone like like um like Grealish who who's playing on his own will yeah yeah right he's got his own gravity he's got his own style of playing he's really changing the game yeah 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 I I get it from that point but yeah you're, you're right maybe he should be a little bit faster on on uh on uh, drawing that gun. Yeah, especially in a year where you have five subs, you know. I mean, come on. It's a good game. It was a good game. It was a really sure. good game. Uh, moving on, uh, the last game of the match week, and uh, I guess, I don't know if it's the biggest surprise. I, I called this a United win, but, you know, may- maybe everyone else saw United's sort of uh, vulnerability. Yeah, I, and, I think anybody. Assume, well, and we also got to think back to the last game that they played where, yeah, yeah. where Liverpool destroyed them. And uh, also, like, Brentford last week, you know. And then the loss last week, like, which, you, which, again, I feel was a little overstated. But, yeah, United beat Liverpool 2-1 at home. And um, I don't want to say dominating, but but they were the obviously better team. Um. Apparently, uh, 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 I mean, if we're going to go by fan reactions, apparently United have found their, their perfect pairing in, in, in the defense with uh, with Lisandro, uh, Varane, and uh, Malasia. Yeah. Harry, Harry Maguire was kept on the bench. And uh, all, all I'm going to say is that's the Casemiro effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah. But, um, I don't know. It's... Sancho scored, Rashford scored too. Been playing pretty bad lately, and uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I I don't even think that Liverpool played all that bad. They, Liverpool played their game. I think they even had more possession. Oh yeah, much. That, more, that's that's yeah. definitely always going to be a thing with them. Uh, a lot of a lot of questioning came into uh, Van Dyke's uh, defending, and, and the fact that Milner was on the pitch at all, but. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I find those things to be kind of circumstantial. I think Sancho had a, a great goal. He chopped left. Yeah, f- yeah. He faked and, and took a took a Milner out of the play. And I don't know if Va- uh, Van Dyke was even in in a position to to uh, to defend it all that well. Uh, maybe he could have done something more, but I, I don't know. It, it's hard when you have someone that that's as tricky as, as Sancho. You you got to understand that he's gonna. He, that he's got a lot of feints that he's got a lot of like those like fast twitch sort of uh body movements um I, I i don't know i find it hard to be harsh on on van dyke but given the fact that a lot of uh liverpool fans are very obnoxious and they, they the meme is is uh van dyke's aura right where he he kind of exudes this sort of confidence and this presence on the field that that you know shirks away attacking players and i get that but um, I still I, it's weird to say I still feel like Liverpool m- might have been the better team but the yeah. one thing that, that I will say is that Eric Ten Hag is very good at identifying 
uh, adjustments. Yeah. So certain things aren't working, or he's going to plug that hole. Well, last week it was uh, Harry Maguire and Martinez not working when they were losing. Okay, he put he puts it on. So and so is not working. Okay, I'm going to put in McTominay. Oh, so and so is not working. All right, let's throw in Ronaldo. Um, so so he. Th- when we think of adjustments, we think of managers making these wholesale switches where, okay, fucking Erickson's not going to play or, or so-and-so's not playing good, I'm going to drop Erickson. Okay, Erickson's not good there. Okay, I'm going to move him a little bit forward and bring in so-and-so. Yeah. Um, th- th- that's the sort of adjustment that, that United hadn't really had before and they didn't have to really react. Now we see it and he's kind of learning a little bit and Liverpool played badly. To their own style, I guess, even though they dominated a lot of possession. Yeah. So Eric Ten Hag is really good at identifying mistakes, and he's not really afraid to to switch up his own style because he 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 himself wants to play a possessive style, but the team's not equipped for that. So, not yet. so little yeah. by little, you see the players. And when they do link up, they link up very beautifully. They link up first touch, quick, make movements, um, and they have some of the personnel. Uh, so. I'm really, I'm really curious to see what they're going to bring with Casemiro. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. I thought Liverpool was, um, well, they went down first and they went down kind of early, and from there, like I felt like they tried to like just you know one way their their way into attack. Uh, Trent was just playing aimless balls into the box, just hoping that it it reached a player, and like so many times it works, but. This time it didn't, and there was chances created. They weren't finished. That's a big role, but I think yeah, that's one thing that maybe Klopp lacks to an extent is just maybe he trying something different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, that's something you can't come up with on the spot though. And then when those kind of balls that Trent does all the time work so often, why wouldn't you think that it would work against United? Well, also when when the midfield is lacking creativity. Where where else is the attack going to come from other than uh, than Trent? Yeah, no, of course, maybe of course. maybe um, uh, Robertson, because because they rely on him quite a bit too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like his legs are starting to diminish a, a little bit. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, they they need they need something to happen in that midfield in order to to stay, I guess, competitive offensively. Because I don't know, I. It, it, just Luis Diaz on the left, or 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 hoofing into Salah, or hoping for an early cross from from Trent when you don't have someone like Darwin Nunez to, there to finish. It's a little bit dangerous, man. It is, it is, and um, United did well to defend against that. You know they and they, they did a great. really good defensive job. Let, let, let's give credit to um, Varane and and Martinez and um, Dalo. Yeah, I don't know if that's Dalo. Yeah. And also Malasia, man. Uh, so, you know, Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire are going to really have to fight for their spot. That's good, though. You want that. You want, and, yeah, and you want that. It'll bring the best last out time, last time Luke Shaw had to fight for his spot, he had the season of his career, the, the year before last. Yeah. Where he was really good coming into the Euros. No, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it was definitely a, kind of like a wake-up call to, to see what United could be, but also to what Liverpool are today. They're losing a lot. You can tell that, that maybe depth is starting to become a question for them. Yeah, yeah. They didn't invest a lot. Uh, their front three is still very good. They're still waiting on Diogo. Um, and and Darwin is suspended. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand why three games. 
Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of dumb. That's that's fucked up for my fantasy purposes. Yeah, but yeah. you know, fuck it, I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a head scratcher, but uh, like the good thing for Liverpool is that they haven't been like washed. You know, they're with they're in the fight. I think yeah. the, the moment they start finishing their chances, they'll be back in it. Yeah, but it's yeah, not happening yeah. quite yet, so we'll have to keep watching that. And it does seem that that Salah's a little disconnected. Yeah, his head's in the clouds a bit. A little know? bit. Maybe he's having that Harry Kane type season. Where <laughs> we'll see. It might take him a little bit to wake up a little bit. Oh, this is the play here. Look. I'm thinking that's a good shot, man. You're covered. You, you, you don't go wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, he's running are. full motion. What do you want? The the defender's covering the guy that's attacking. Yeah, yeah. And and, and as an attacker, as an attacking player, you're taught to try to finish. You, you're not. You're in that position. Why not? Why not go for it? You're you're on the run with with uh, your uh, your favorite foot. Why not? Yeah, yeah. You see that window, and you know if you're able to find goal. the guy or know that he's there, cool. Finish it, and it, and if he finishes, no questions asked, right? Yeah, of course. Exactly. So that's that's how. Yeah, so that, yeah, that, that, that's how that's how we are. Uh, you want to get into the preview or? Um, what do you want to do? Yeah, right. we could get into the preview. All right, let's do this. All right, so the previews, um, Southampton versus Manchester United. Southampton's at home. Southampton, are they good? No, I mean, I don't think they're good, but they're, they're what Southampton is every year, I think. Like a mid-table team. Yeah, pesky, decent players, developmental players. And when they're good... They can give you a run. Um, United, it's like, you don't know. Sure, they beat Liverpool, um, but we're going to have to see a little more, you know. Um, so I, but I still think United will win, though. I'll give them like a, you know, like a 3-1, 3-2, maybe. That sounds about right. I'll take that. Uh, Brentford hosting Everton. I, I got to give credit to, to Brentford. Yeah, they, they play better. I'll they take better. them 2-0. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Brighton hosting Leeds. Wow, that's a good match. I'm yeah, personally up taking a 2-2 draw. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's a draw. A draw written all over it. But, you know, it'll be fun. Two good managers, two good tactical systems. Yeah. Two very similar, uh, similarly uh, leveled play, playing yeah, fields. For sure. Um, and then uh, Chelsea hosting Leicester. Wow. Um, I'll take Chelsea. I'll take Chelsea... You know, two one. Nil nil. Yeah. Tough. Both teams are so unimpressive. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at a draw. And then Liverpool hosting Burnmouth. I'll take a Liverpool two nil. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it has to. And be, they're right? due for a win. They're at home. If they don't, then I think... Pobrecitos, let them, let them have it. I think, yeah, then it's time to worry a bit. And then uh, the next match is uh, City hosting Palace. Wow. That's a... You know, they always give City trouble, you know. Yeah, yeah. They beat them twice last season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think I think we drew once and they beat us the second oh, okay, time. okay, okay. But still, like, you know, overall, aggregate, yeah, they beat us and... And they're a tough, pesky bunch. But I think City, they want their lick back. Like they, they, I feel like that's a game that they marked down on their calendars. Do you think, uh, do you think uh, City can match the physicality? Um, they're a very finesse team. No, for sure, for sure. Um, and Newcastle v- was very physical with, with City as well. Um, but I think 
I think we can. I think, well, we're going to have to be clinical because it's going to be difficult to score on them. Um, the key is just our for us to keep our defensive shape. You know, this is one of those games where maybe we don't need to be so fluid. We need to be physical too, and we got guys that can do it, especially on defense more 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 than anything. So that mid that well, the midfield is is the big concern because a lot of those guys are a little uh, yeah, they're a little soft there. Except Rodri, yeah, Rodri's big. Nah, he wins balls a lot. Though. I don't. Like, in terms of like physicality, I still think Fernandinho's is quite clear. Fernandinho's is uh, for sure more, more fiery, more aggressive, but a little more. Uh, yeah, but you know the thing about Rodri is that he uses his body so well. And he does on a fifty-fifty. I think like he he does his thing, but you know I'm, I'm gonna take City myself just because, like I said, I, I think sure they got the better of us last season, but. I'll be damned if they let him do it again. Like you know, I think, I think it's about time that we get a result on them. So. I'll take a two-two. No, that's a fair shot. I'll take sure. a two-two. I'll take two-one myself. That's fine. And you know, it's gonna be a good match. It's not gonna be a a, a steamroll. I don't think. Arsenal versus Fulham. Ooh, that's a very good one. Um, I'll still take Arsenal though. Uh, I, I'll take. It's gonna be an, enter- an entertaining affair though. I'll take a three-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Two-one for me. Yeah, Arsenal win. Aston Villa versus West Ham. Uh, nil nil. Oof, I'll take West Ham. Just I, barely win. I, I think. Uh, uh, I think they're both pretty bad right now. Yeah. Um, Wolves versus Newcastle. Fuck, that's a good one too. Yeah. <sighs> one one. Now I'll take Newcastle. Uh, two nil. I I mean it. it anything could happen. Yeah. I think I think the thing about Wolves and maybe maybe they have similar problems to um to Chelsea where they don't have that out 9 and 9 that out 9 player cuz uh Jimenez hasn't been the player since and even though they have like good attacking talent with Neves and and um Podence and Traore but Jimenez hasn't been the same guy and he's not even like a shooting starter, right? Not, not not right now, and you know it could be a managerial thing as well. I I mean when when Nuno was there, and even like the previous manager, I forget his name now, but you know Jimenez was pretty much their main source of offense. But it's a different age. And oh, you're talking about Bruno Lage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but even before they had Nuno, they had another guy. Um, can't remember his name. Huh. But you know, you know those days are are long gone. You know, and it's been a while since Wolves have been as good as they were that one season where they were actually a top half team. And I think Newcastle are on the come up. You know, and I think this is a team that proposes a good challenge. But I think Wolves Newcastle have defend too much really class. well and they have a really good keeper. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not bad for sure. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll take one one. Uh, what do you got? Hey, I'll take a 2-1 for, for Newcastle. Newcastle yeah. All right. Nottingham Forest versus Tottenham? Yeah, I'll take Tottenham. 2-0. All right, that's fair. And then on Tuesday, there's a match. Uh, oh, it's, it's a it's a double match week. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Brentford. Oof. That's a really good one. I'll take, um, I'll take a draw. I'll myself. take a 1-0 for Crystal Palace. I'll take a 1-1. That's fair. 
Uh, Fulham versus Brighton. Damn, that's a good match. That one's pretty solid. Oh, wow. I'll take Brighton 1 0. Same, same. All right. Southampton versus Chelsea on on the 30th. I'll, I'll take Chelsea 1 0. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I'll give them that. Leeds versus Everton, same day. Damn. Um, I'll take Leeds. I'll take Leeds 2 0. Yep, 2 0. Fair play. Everton sucks so bad. And then uh, Wednesday, uh, Burnmouth versus Wolves. Ooh, I'll, th- I'll give it to Wolves this time. I'll give it to Wolves, yeah, yeah. 2-1 uh, for 2-1, yeah. Fair play. Very good. Arsenal versus Aston Villa following that, or the same time. I'll, I'll give it to Arsenal. I, I, don't, I don't think Aston Villa really have the weapons to, to beat Arsenal. No, nah, they don't. And they Arsenal don't. are really fucking good. Yeah, one of the best in the league, so um, it's hard to. 2-0. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, City versus Forest. Oh God, yeah. that's a yeah, th- yeah. Three that's, nil. That's that's a route. Yeah, three, four, one, zero, whatever. However you like. And then uh, West Ham versus Tottenham. That's a Tottenham. London. That's a London derby. Yep. Uh, How do you feel about? <laughs> and th- this is the s- super digression. How do you feel about us pronouncing it as derby instead of derby? Um. Or, and, and Premier versus Premier. Yeah. That's a thing. I, I know, guess. I know. Yeah, I've been hearing discourse on that, but, I, you know, I, I don't really get hung up on those things. But I, I asked myself, or, like, I kind of, like, checked myself, like, what do I call it? And I, I think I call it Premier. But yeah. I feel like Americans do Premier, you yeah. know, and... Ah, for me, does it's it like, matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. But you know, like it's just like it's another people thing. People are fickle about that sort of shit. Yeah, especially in England. Um, it's like you know what I mean, motherfucker. You're like, come on, stop being pretentious. Why, why are you upset? Yeah. Um, and Derby, Derby, another another one of those things, man. It's just like I, I say Derby just because they call it that. Yeah, same here. And, same I, here. and I say Premier. I actually, you know, I say Derby, and it's because I just I have I just pronounce it the way I I see it spelled. Yeah. But Derby is the way they say it, and. Uh, but you know, you know, it's like one of those things. If if I say, it, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but this game in itself, I feel that West Ham Spurs. Um, I'm gonna give it to Spurs, man. Uh, it would be a surprise if West Ham even, you know, gave them a challenge because they they've been bad. I think they're still gonna continue their zero goal trajectory. Yeah. And and I feel like a two three no win for Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could see that. Yeah. And then uh, Liverpool hosting uh, Newcastle on Wednesday. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. Um, Liverpool 2-1. I'll, I'll give this one a draw. Hmm. New- Newcastle are impressive, man. I don't know. Something, they are. No, no, I mean, I, I just think uh, they have a lot of class. They have a lot of class going up front, more than I've ever seen in, in my time watching the Prem. I'm curious to see what they look like with, with Isak. Oh, that's going to be fun. I don't know if he'll be ready by then, but, you know, regardless, going forward, it's going to be fun. And well, the thing is, is he's in game shape. Oh, that for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, I, I, Callum Wilson, by the way, is not bad, and we'll see him score in a little while, but, you know. Isak is better than Callum. Oh, for sure, for <laughs> yeah. sure, for sure. But, yeah. like, how, I don't know how quick he can be implemented, you know. Uh, but, you know, that's going to be fun regardless. Even if they don't have Isak ready, I still think they give Liverpool some trouble, man. Um and I'll say a two-two, you know, two-two. That's uh, fair. Yeah. And that's it. All for right, so that, that's Wednesday. it for the pod, or for the for the Premier League, because there 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 are other games, but we can talk about that next time we meet. Um. 
in uh, in Spain, um, I guess the usual suspects. Villarreal is actually playing pretty good. Yeah, they haven't conceded over two games. Real Madrid, uh, we've conceded two, scored six, but all with six points. Uh, Betis, Otasuna, Barcelona, they drew their first game, but they beat the shit out of uh, Sociedad. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how how the next few weeks. Oh, your boy Tati Castellanos. I, I was going to mention him. Um, you know, nice dinker. It is, it is, and it, it's crazy to think like, okay, well, in in MLS, he's like a twenty with penalties, maybe going towards thirty a, a goal a season type of guy. Um, and like, I'm just curious where he's gonna end up on, you know, at the end of the uh, the season in La Liga. And um, when I watch him play, if you have no knowledge that he came from from the MLS and he's Argentine and all this. It's like man, the guy looks like he he fits well, his in. His movement is great. The touch on the yeah. ball is great. Great, no, you no hesitation. Player, you can see when a player is confident. You can see when a player makes good movement. Yeah, the, all those things count. I, let's say he keeps it up, right? Let, let's say he gets into the double digits. Yeah, yeah. Which why not? Um, uh, an Argentina call up at some point. Maybe not for the World Cup, of course, because. It's, you still yeah. have Lautaro. You, 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 you got still, guys. You got yeah. guys there, yeah. But let's say he ends up with like sixteen, seventeen. You know. Well, it's gonna Why turn. Not? It's gonna start. Yes, yeah, uh, sounding off alarms. You know. Well, it's it was it his first game. I I want to say it was his first game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, you know, and, w- and with a finish like that, with that sort of positioning and running. Yeah, like he was confident. Like it's nice. Some guys like they're in a new league, big league, by the way. You know. I don't know if they're finishing that way, you know, and and he looked like like he's been in that league before, fitting with the style. And I noticed after the goal, his teammates embraced him like, "Oh shit, bro! Like you're the real deal. You're not just like this fucking guy that's been hyped up to be good because you're from the MLS and shit." But no, he he um, he looks good. Uh, still very early. Um, obviously, for him to get considered for Argentina, I think he would have to really like set it like on yeah, fire. Yeah, because there there's. Quite a bit there, even even historically, yeah. Just, just guys that are there based off of history. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, um, but yeah, not, it's nice to see. You know, it's a feel good story. Uh, I'm it's sure. It's just like we've seen him tear it up the last couple of seasons, and, and we know what he's capable of. Oh, right? for sure. We, we've seen what he does. That that sort of finish, it's it's not typical. No, right? yeah, you know that he, that doesn't grow on trees. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the run, the run itself is. The reception it's of the just, ball. It's, yeah. it's just pure football, man. That, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, and, and I love seeing it. I saw when he, I, I actually really like Tatis as a player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I sometimes would catch myself with he, when he was with New York, and I'm like, well, yeah, I'm hyped about this dude. He's real nice. But, like, what can he offer beyond this? You know, like, am I going to see him fizzle out like Miguel Almeron? Who, by the way, is not bad. It's not bad. But, like, you know... He's not lighting it up, and he, he, well, he's a little um, out of his depth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but that and that's not that's not a bad thing. No, no, because again, what does that even mean? There's a lot of players, even English born, that we see them in the league week in, week out. Are they? Are we giving the generosity that they get? 
to to foreigners to to players from Gonga from Gomenbo? I don't think so. Ty- Tyrone Mings is very average. Yeah, I've yeah. got to say that. Uh, ben Mee, very average. There's a lot of players from Gonga from Gomenbo that could probably do the same fucking thing, given the fact that they're English, given the fact that they don't need a, a visa or whatever. Uh, and they play they're allowed within yeah they're fine I don't know I, I just I, I think that 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 sort of scale that we use for for what whatever we consider Premier League worthy is a is a lot wider than it might seem no no I, no I agree I agree for sure and and that team by the way where you know he's playing Hirona it's got some some good players you know it's not like uh I, I for sure see them staying in the league, uh, but you know beyond that they play some decent football. So I'll, I'll be probably keeping a, a, a keener eye on on La Liga. But this was a goal I was talking about. Yeah. Um, Cal Wilson. Yeah, yeah, a, a really tidy finish. I was surprised because I still see he received him, it really well. Yeah, yeah, I still see him as like a like I like to say corpulent type of striker back to the goal. But like he did surprise me with um, with this kind of run into the area and good finish. Who was the defender? Because they kind of fell asleep. Yeah, you know they, they, they laid off on I forget, I forget. Um I don't know if it was Diaz or um who had just subbed on cuz Ake came Probably off. Probably that, yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean it's it's crazy cuz like you don't expect to see that from it, it, from it was very very quick succession one. And this is what I mean, Maximino yeah, was causing yeah, problems yeah, he got, all day. He got he got Diaz back. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, great finish though, but yeah, Wait, man. That's not Diaz. That's Stones. Well, yeah. Stonesy, yeah, Stonesy. Oh, and and then uh, then Diaz, Diaz yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, he got his back. That's fine. I mean, that's in the run of play, counter attack. It's t- it's tough to defend that really. First touch. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really pin it on one player. It's, it's yeah, it was it's in a the very run of play. good counter counter attacking goal. Yeah. yeah, and at that point, I'm like, man, what's going on? And then we'll see right now. But Trippier hits the free kick, and it, it looks like it's three points gone. You know. Uh, but you know what a what a game for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else you got to get off your chest, man? Um, not really, man. Not really. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh yeah, it's pretty much wraps it up. Oh, uh, I, I, I wanted to give a little bit of attention to the the Dortmund game. Mm-hmm. They were up two 0 Oh right. At the eighty right. ninth minute. And uh, they ended up losing three two. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? I would we, be we've so seen pissed. that before, but it's another top team, Champions League. Oh, oh yeah, I don't yeah. want to rub it in. Certain, no, 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 for sure. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, um, Dortmund were up two 0 and then in the eighty ninth minute they let their opposition win three uh, two. Yeah, there's extra time. Whatever. But my thing is, is okay. So we we talk that that Bayern Munich dominate the league, this and that. But where's the where's the responsibility, or where's the the sort of um, the fight from from the other top teams? Because these other top teams are they are in the in Champions. They, they are in Champions League. They they do have. Supposedly top talent. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think, I think we also got to put that into question. Is it's not necessarily because Bayern Munich is buying up all the opposition, and I don't, 
I don't even think that's true. But where does where does uh, Dortmund draw responsibility on, on dropping those sort of results? It's it's kind of. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? No, of course, but like I don't think it's indicative of much. Though I mean, I could say that about Liverpool right now and the points they've dropped. Like this early in the season, um, I just struggle to use it as a focal point. Um, and by the way, Dortmund is is not even the second best team in the league. I, I mean, Leipzig have really set the standard as far as that goes. And you know, I with, without focusing on Bayern too much because I haven't really seen what they've done in the transfer market or they've just scored a lot. Oh, they're they're and yeah, they're dominated. Right now. Yeah, well, yeah. the same as PSG. They're in very similar positions in terms of yeah, I think it's more wins of, and scoring goals. Uh, yeah, it speaks to more of the level of the league, maybe you know. Um, after Bayern, it, it really is not that far of a distinction between teams and their level. Um, but this I, has happened with with Dortmund quite a bit, where where they. The past they few years, the teams where they should be. Yeah, even when they had Holland too, like you know, they've been kind of bad. You know, they've been underwhelming uh, as opposed to what we've come to know them as. And you know, I I don't know, I I, I don't know if it's a indicative of what the league is so much, but you know, yeah. If nothing else, it's entertaining. I did sure. see a quote from Uli Honus uh, that, eh, and and the first part is kind of incorrect, but. They, he was comparing the English, the 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 Premier League to to the German league, where the, he said the German league, the English. I'm sorry, I keep burping, but the English league isn't that much better or better at all than the <laughs> German league, uh, for yada yada reason, and um, and and the reason for it is because the German league has like majority ownership on their own teams versus. What the what the Premier League has, where they have one full one focal owner, and they're they're able to inject money in this and that. Um, I disagree, obviously, because Germany has whatever regulations they have with their teams. the The fifty plus one, where where the fans own the teams. Yeah, which, which is good in practice. I guess an idea. I don't know about in practice, and in terms of TV rights and the players they can draw. Because they can only draw, like, one great player a season or something. Versus Premier League, who we've seen. We've seen Ronaldo, Casemiro. Uh, all these other players just go right. from other leagues. Um, it's wrong, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, those guys, but I, think, yeah. I, I think there is some sort of merit to the fan-known teams. Yeah, it's a feel-good story. And what it, what it causes is equilibrium. For, for the whole league as you know as it stands but you know you I know, don't if they could get that money they would take it yeah if they of could course. get that TV money they would take it yeah yeah and I don't know I, I can't really speak to it because truthfully I, I'm not too acquainted with the history of German football and their player rights and their club rights and they do pride themselves on that I've seen documentaries of it uh, specifically on Union Berlin like three four years ago and it's it's a very good idea and it's a feel good story and like i said it creates equity in the in the same way that the mls has equity but that doesn't mean your league's better um and you know it, it's it, i don't know it's very hard for me to to take any of the board from byron serious cuz their quotes are just outlandish at times like 
I feel like they do live in this. Uh, well, they, they in their to to them, they are competing with the with the Liverpool's, the Chelsea's, Manchester Bayern City's, are for sure. Yeah, uh, PSG's, Real Madrid, Barcelona's of the world. That's who they're competing with. Yeah. Uh, as it stands now, and maybe for the foreseeable future, they're not really competing with the other German teams. Maybe Dortmund, but Dortmund is too cheap to spend big as as a, as Bayern are. There, there's they a, do have the money though. Yeah, and Dortmund has the money. There's an assortment of decent teams like Frankfurt has come up lately, and and Red Bull obviously, and Munchen Gladbach. Munchen Gladbach. Well, they've yeah, they come in down. They come they're, up and they're down. up and down. Leverkusen yeah. develop talent really well. Yeah, but in terms of appealing to international players and getting that sort of uh, love from maybe uh, other European tournaments, uh, Bayern is always going to be up top. For sure, for sure, and um, they—it's no secret they're the, probably the richest club, you know, and and they're the, the clubs that can spend the most. They have the best managers, the best facilities, the best players. And they get them from all over the world, but it's no secret that they also domestically get them from their own league. You know, and, and we've talked about this before. They're not the only team that does it, but I just wish there was more teams that did it within that league, right? I mean, but when, when like you say, we do that 50, 51, whatever ownership, the money isn't there to, to spend big and to do all that kind of stuff. So the league, for the most part, is is going to be a one-horse league the way it is in league on. And, and I know you have your one-off sometimes, but, you know... It's just not as frequent as you'd like, I feel, but I don't know. Look, it's just like right now, if you had to bet the house, you're going to say Bayern's going to win the league, and you'll probably be right at the end of the season. You could also maybe say that for City. However, it's not as definitive, you know? Liverpool are still there. Arsenal look like they're the team to beat. It's just different gravy, I feel, but, you know, we'll have to monitor it and see how the teams do, you know? It's still going to be kind of strange to see Bayern uh, post Lewandowski because I feel like a lot of the success went through him at some points. But they, right now they've they're been scoring him. a whole lot. Yeah, Mane's done well as well. It, feel, it feels like they score five goals a game, and it's not even that. I think I think they've even scored seven goals. Yeah, I think they're, this they're scoring ridiculous. I saw a clip of uh, Mane telling the the sideline ref, "Hey, I I, I got a handball." Which is cool. <laughs> I, I respect that. Of course. But he can afford it. You're going to tell me if, if they were down 2-1 that he would say that? Yeah. No, no. Would he? No, no, not no, at all. No, of course not. But they were up like fucking 6-0 or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And that, that'll only add like plus 10 humble points, which I feel like his fans love a lot. Not only the Senegalese fans, but even like, uh, you know, random people who just well, the, love the, that the kind Liverpool of shit. Well, the Liverpool fans that, that still follow him are... I don't know if you remember that one time Jose, uh, he's guy that works at our, our job or used to, he was like, yeah, Sadio Mane guy, bro. He built a school. He built a hospital. He drives like a whatever car. He's humble, bro. Like some dudes love that, and I don't care for it. But Mane's a competitor, great player. Um, I always thought that he'd kill it in Germany as soon as I heard the move was happening. Um you know, if Werner's dropping 20 goals a season there, I'm I'm afraid to to see what Mane's tally is going to be at the end of the season. Well, right now their 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 main goal scorer or their big talent is a uh, Musiala. Musiala, yeah, yeah. Half half English, half German. Going to represent Germany though. Oh, yeah, been, yeah. Been representing Germany, been, yeah. yeah. Germany, I should say, and yeah, he's pretty nice. 
Well, the clips I've seen from him, uh, I'm not going to pretend I, I, I watch uh, German football, but the clips I've seen and well, whatever I've seen is nice. I mean, I, I don't know if he's Lewandowski, but oh, no, no, the, he's the way he drives and the, the strength the, the kid has, shit, man, he's good. He's good. No, for sure. No you doubt. know who's really good is, uh, is uh, Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Plays for Dortmund and... Yeah. I think his time is coming to, to, to move to another club. And they'll gladly take the 100 mil that they'll get for him or, or whatever the fuck oh, he's, yeah. he's set at. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, he's set to move in. Real Madrid is really set on on getting him. We'll see. A we'll midfield see. in the future of him, Chumini, and Kamavinga. Hmm. Maybe a bit too ethnic for some of the Madrid supporters, but maybe they'll, <laughs> they'll come around, right? I don't care. <laughs> I find it fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else, man? Um, well, I know we talked about Bayern, but how, how great are PSG doing as well, by the way? They're flying. They are. They are. Um, they're, they're actually playing to their level. And can we give Baltier a shout, or, or is it down to Neymar? Oh, I, I think it's it's a combination, right? But, uh, yeah, Neymar looks really good. That was going to be what I wanted to bring up because, you know, there was quotes prior to the season where Neymar's like, nah, like, kind of saying, like, this season is, is it, you know, this this season, like, it's going to be different and, and so far so good, you know. Messi looks pretty good too. Um, Mbappe, uh, apart from the, the diva moment, I mean, he looks like, you know, when, when he has his head in the game, he's going to be such, such a lethal weapon. Apparent, apparently, he scored the fastest goal in Ligue in history. Yeah. Well, combined. I, I guess there was one that was just as fast for eight seconds. Yeah. Uh, it, that that kickoff looked like a FIFA glitch. Glitch. Like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. FIFA spam. Yeah. Like, push it back, L1, triangle, boom. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, just like a quarterback dink, dink, just fucking throwing the um, pass. Hail Mary. They're dominating. Neymar's numbers are ridiculous. I just feel like they're abusing the rest of the league because they're that much better. I, I I don't know how much stock I wanted to I want to put into Neymar's stats. They're stupid. They're ridiculously stupid right now. They're firing on all cylinders. Yeah. The same way Byron are. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I just you know that's just another team to watch and we'll see how well they continue to do. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because yeah, yeah, yeah. they remind me so much no, of Bayern. But, they, but they're playing really fucking well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's connecting, and uh, the the little drama that was drawn up last week seems to be a little overstated, and uh, not nothing really else to it. Yeah, if I'm honest. No, that's the truth, man. Uh, but you know, other than that. Uh, yeah. Um, All right, man. Uh, two guys, two mics, two pints. Number one oh Uh Are we getting Kevin on next week? I hope so. I'll, I'll think, probably tap in with him. I think. I think we're gonna we're gonna get uh, Kevin, uh, the the Chelsea fan, next week, and uh, we're gonna hear his hot takes, and I'm gonna argue with him a little bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, two guys, two mics, two pints. We'll catch you next week. Peace.